tear it down to the witnesses before we go. So Brent, this has nothing to do with anything with the show today, um, but we like to come up with sync word stuff for the outtakes, and we like to come up with something to open the show. So uh, randomly, I'll, I'll just save pictures for things, and then um, today I decided to send this one to you. So okay. uh, I looked this up the other day. I was trying to explain to my wife Amanda <clears throat> some some color combos that I liked since I was a kid, and one of them was uh, like green with purple, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, like the Mighty Ducks logo. And so I sent her this, and I when I looked it up, I hadn't seen it in a while. And this is like the D two, like version, yeah. right? Of the mm-hmm. when they like change things up and they get the new uniforms. And uh, the second I saw it, <clears throat> I had a flashback to uh, my childhood and like drawing this a lot. Like I used to have like yeah. <clears throat> stickers of this or something, and I used to like try to. I remember like drawing the duck face, the duck face like uh, hockey mask. Um, and just the colors and the hockey sticks in the back, and like this picture in, in general, like I, it just kind of hit me that wave of nostalgia. And uh, so I wanted to send it to you and just bring it up again because the Mighty Ducks are amazing. Number one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, I really like this color combo, and I'm curious of your thoughts of that as well. And uh, number three, did you draw this as well as a kid? So, uh, first of all, let me say that mm-hmm. I appreciate you saying I like green and purple going together. You know, like the Mighty Ducks logo, as opposed to the Incredible Hulk. Uh, oh, I don't even know that guy. <laughs> never met him. <laughs> never, never heard of him. Yeah, Is he a wine connoisseur? I, I don't follow Somaliers. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I remember this specifically because it just looks rad. Um, yes. Secondly, uh... Daniel Sanchez is a huge Mighty Ducks mm. fan. Like, I, I don't know about the movies, but definitely the like hockey team. That's oh yeah, his the team. real thing. Yeah, um, and I believe he's like drawn this mask before. We'll have this on our social media yeah. so people can can look at what we're talking about. But um, the the mask itself, it looks so like fucking rad. Like if I saw somebody with a tattoo of this, I wouldn't think twice about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, of yeah. course you would, because it's great. It's a yeah. great fucking design. It's so fucking good. And they made a Mighty Ducks cartoon. I don't know if you remember this, but they Barely, had like yeah. actual like they were outer space ducks. <laughs> and the leader of the team, That's I amazing. believe, had this exact mask that he wore. And it was voiced by Ian Ziering from Beverly Hills 90210. I did not expect him. Mm-hmm. Weird. But uh, but yeah, like overall, I, I like the, the color combo here. Um, it is a like a, a darker darker shades of both green and purple mm-hmm. but it it fucking works you know yeah i just mm-hmm. i just something about it is just so pleasant to me like i realized this is one of the first things and i know it's like silly to be like this, this is one of the first design things i remember being like really impressed by but i really do i feel like it's so cool looking and mm-hmm. i've always associated those colors together i brought it up to amanda because uh, we were painting some rooms we we're trying to figure out color combos and stuff and we have a craft room we're, we're building and like a, a podcasting room for me and stuff and we were looking at colors and like Amanda kept saying she didn't like certain color combos because they were soccer teams, like uniforms she had as a kid. <laughs> okay. So like it was so ingrained in her like that. And one of them was this like purple and teal sort of like in greenish uh, color combo, which I also had mm-hmm. as a soccer team growing up. And I loved it because I was like, I'm like the Mighty Ducks right now, even though I didn't <laughs> play hockey, you know, but I don't know. I just always loved it so much. It's just you screaming knuckle puck yeah. from the back room. <laughs> Man, I remember every time coming home, like every time that one of those movies came out and I'd go to the theater, I'd come home and I had like shitty like rollerblading equipment and I would always try to knuckle puck and it would never work. And I'd be like <laughs> so annoyed by it. But um, yeah, he, he was 
he was pretty special. That's when you realize like, oh, this is a movie. This is the thing that happens in movies. <laughs> this movie magic right here. Because, yeah, I've tried that before as well. Like, I would <clears throat> set up a puck on its side. I was like, oh, okay, so you just do this, and it magically whips up and down right. throughout the air. It's like, no, that no, doesn't no, make no, any no. goddamn sense. It doesn't, it doesn't work at all. What are you talking about? It barely even, it just falls down. Maybe you have to be a duck to hit one that way. Because the flying, there's something there. I don't know. Like, yeah, feathers. That makes all the sense in the world to me. You are a duck though now, but maybe you weren't as a child. I don't know. I never. I didn't know you then. Uh, I've worked for some ducks. Um, mm-hmm. You know the 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 current status is up in the air. Uh, as we're is Omicron going to be a thing? Because like, mm-hmm. I, you know that really the pandemic really put a pl- uh, crimp in my plans for El Tas Cannon. You know, oh for yeah for being a duck. Yeah, or mm-hmm. working for ducks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It changed things up. It's you not know, the Duckacron version, though, so it's okay. Oh, okay, it, yeah. I don't think it affects ducks. Oh, good, okay. But it does affect people, mm-hmm. unfortunately, as, yeah. as you can look around. It just, yeah, like Limp Biscuit said, take a look around, just spin around in your chair, and every, like three of the people you just saw have it. <laughs> At least one in three in Texas have it, yeah. You're right. So. <laughs> Turns out, uh, first season of, I guess this is only one season of the Mighty Ducks animated series is on Disney Plus. So oh, if people really? want to check that out, they can. Uh, but yeah, it looks like the the leader of the group does have that that mask. I'm seeing like some oh, man, art that's cool. has uh, instead of white, the the mask is gold. But then mm-hmm. sometimes it's white. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just not I don't know terribly consistent. But yeah, are you saying that the yeah they weren't consistent in the animated series for the Mighty Ducks? Uh, I would never uh, dare say such a thing, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying. I'm reading the uh, synopsis for this real quick that just showed up on the when you like first Google it, uh, the Mighty mm-hmm. Ducks, the animated series, which was 1996. Uh, it says on the icy planet of Puck World. Oh, so they, my God. They live on a okay. flat earth. Apparently. <laughs> Is what I'm gathering. <laughs> is that where it comes from? <laughs> they, is that what they, they brought to, to this planet? They spread it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it says on the on the planet, icy planet of Puck World, live a race that is half human and half duck. So, number one, hmm. they are aliens, but they are half human, and they're they're basically Howard the Duck, but they are really half human, and he's I think all duck. Uh, for whom ice hockey is far more than a sport, it is a way of life. When some of these ducks end up on Earth, they form a hockey team with super powered weapons. Wow, that just, it makes sense. Uh, they're also, their opening thing <laughs> is Ducks Rock. You know what? Which it does sweet. make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember this show a whole lot, but uh, I'm actually really excited to check it out sometime now because that seems pretty amazing. It, it's kind of wild. It was um, around the time of uh, an, uh, an, a different wild animated series, which was called Biker Mice from Mars. Oh, hell they were just yeah. like, you know what? Let's just have an action cartoon featuring animals. Yep. Ninja Turtles seem to work, so let's do it. Yeah. Let's throw them in there. And man, I, we really swallowed all of them, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I uh, I don't know. These All of these shows are were awesome. Uh, Mighty, you know, Mighty Ducks followed Ninja Turtles, and it was all around Power Rangers, and I don't care. They're all amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll take it all. So Yeah. That's, that's when, you, when you learn to start liking... Uh, team dynamics i think oh yeah i got that from micro mice for mars for Mm -hmm. sure i got the team dynamics thing yeah solid absolutely that's really what i got from it 
They're mice, but they have antennas. One of them has half of a cyborg face. Oh man, I really, yeah. I really want to watch that show right now. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is good stuff. Um, I think so. I think we should check it out and maybe do a, I don't know, a review sometime because that'll that'll be the one to really force me to do it. But I'm gonna check out this Mighty Ducks animated series at least for the hmm. theme song "Ducks Rock" alone. Maybe it's playing right now. I don't know. Who knows? Do you remember Wait, that song? Ducks Rock ducks. Alone? Oh, no. <laughs> I was saying I'm excited for it just for that alone. But it is, oh, it okay. is Ducks Rock. Oh, okay. Ducks okay, Rock yeah, Alone. Yeah, That'd yeah. be funny. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, so a group of ducks get together. Yes. And they rock? Yes, but they do it alone they as a group. do not huh? invite people. There's a, a radio gathering. show here in Tulsa where the, the host of the uh, morning show, uh, one of the hosts, he instead of saying a person or this guy this this woman whatever he calls uh he calls the 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 person in question an individual which is Mm. fine except when he says a group of individuals and i'm like no that's not (laughs) not individuals then it's a group of people (laughs) he's really like trying to get around saying those things why that's weird yeah i don't i don't know it's it's bizarre he focuses on that one thing i always hate when people Mm -hmm. say persons Oh, yeah. People like the I don't know. It, oh, it like just rubs me the wrong way. It sounds wrong. Missing persons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Should be miss. Well, yeah. Missing people, I guess. I don't know. It just well, Steven, I've sounds said weird. This, I've said this to you before. You got to stop kidnapping people. And I just I basically I'm sick of the, the bulletins. If, if, okay, I, if yeah. I do it, just leave me. Leave me be. I won. Look, I like me. to go to the post office a lot. OK, I like yeah. to check out the bulletin board. See what's <laughs> cracking. You know, see if any of my work shows up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I got one on the board. Yeah, I'm famous. Yeah. You go and try to high five someone. They're like, no, it's Om- Omicron. <laughs> and like, oh, I'll get them, too. OK. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, mm-hmm. do you want to go ahead and uh, get into things, Brent? Because we had a lot to talk about today. Uh, so with let's a lot of stuff. It. Yeah, we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, and uh, man, we have some stuff to talk about. Oh uh, my god, all the coming. stuff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, oh yeah, dude. But first, you look, a little, you look a little huh? parched. Me? Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> Stephen, well, I think I can satisfy that right now. I've, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 from time to time, I will buy these weird flavored sodas mm. uh, as a drinking stunt uh, for funsies, and... Uh, you know, for we're going to do this. Uh, what do you call that thing uh, at Christmas time where you like buy gifts and you exchange it uh, for, um, mm-hmm. you know, like you draw a number. Oh, like is a it like Dirty, dirty Santa, Santa or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're I going to do one of those saying buying Christmas gifts and exchanging them with people. I was like, that's just I don't know. It's just gift giving, I guess. I don't know. Commerce. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Capitalism. Uh, Santa's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh I, I I bought some stuff that I was going to uh, participate or use those gifts to participate uh, in that mm-hmm. thing, but they ended up falling through. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just like, I have this stuff. Um, I ended up buying this like four pack of sodas, only one of which was a weird flavor just because okay. I was like, you know, I'm going to poison the well a little bit. They're going to be like, oh, these like plus up fancy sodas. And then what's this? A oh, shitty yeah. one. Farts. Well, it comes with. It's a package deal. <laughs> yeah, you have to drink uh, but, it. But like I was more than prepared to like, I'll, I'll take that off your hands because I'm a psychopath. Um, so I bought yet another Lester's Fixins soda. Oh, those and are always have, good. You know, we'll have this up on our social media as well. This is a new one. I've not 
come across this one before. <sighs> and you're excited for it. I can see it in your this eyes. This one, this is one of the more perplexing flavors to me because I'm like, how could this possibly be good at all? Um, I like this food by itself, but in soda form, and a lot of these Lester's Fixins drinks are very sugary to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how this is going to come across, but Stephen, I've got here a bottle of black olive soda. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, <laughs> it seems like it's going to be a nightmare. Uh, the the coloring of I'm it scared. seems consistent with a uh, a black olive, but I'm going to go ahead and it open like this bad juice, boy up. Yeah, with the olives, the juice, the juice is loose. Okay, that's a good so. little. It, it, it sounded like it didn't want to be opened, if I'm being it's honest like, here. Please don't drink me. I'm disgusting. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> it really has a complex about itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I can't you, smell anything. First off, I need to know, because I don't like olives. Do you like olives? I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like everything. Steven, That's true. I like everything. That's true. I wanted to establish that, I guess, for the new listeners. There you go. All mm. right. Mm. Okay. So... I tried smelling it. I I can't smell anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, not it's not because of COVID. It's just like <laughs> that's just how I exist as a human. What you if know? you did get COVID and you knew it because you could smell everything all of a sudden? You're like, yeah. it, it turned around for me. <laughs> I like walk past a lilac garden. I'm just like, and start <laughs> it's hurling. Too strong. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. Too much sensory overload. All right, let me tr- let me try this and see see how this is mm. gonna go. I just shivered thinking about it. Huh. Oh God. Huh? Is it salty? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Steven is hiding his I'm face so and peeking through his fingers. <laughs> it's um, it's very sweet. I can That's I can feel a headache coming on immediately. Right. Hmm. It's like their flavors are like like I I think you know like olives are like savory things. Mm-hmm. And then to put like so much sugar with it, that's the weird thing with me. Like with have like ranch or whatever hot dogs. I don't know whatever sodas they have. It's like that thing mixed with the sweet is what's also like extra gross to me. Yeah, um, I took another sip as you were speaking, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It has like if you were to lick the outside of an olive, maybe. <laughs> oh, but, it's not you even know, that flavorful. Me, um, of olive, I don't think so. Be- because that sugar is so overpowering. Yeah. That it's just like, well, this is what we got. And you, it's, you know, it's olive colored. So you can't, yeah. can't say we can't didn't say try not. a little bit, you know. But yeah, yeah, you don't you don't seem to hate it like some of the other ones you've had to, to get through. Yeah, it's not good. Um, You're not grimacing. No, I'm not so. turning into a giant purple triangle yeah. creature. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, it's uh Yeah. I'd say you can skip this one for sure. And much like all the mm. luscious fixing tricks, <laughs> <laughs> skip them. I wonder what their, if their business plan accounts for people just trying them once. If they're like, we know we don't have repeat customers for any of these flavors, but if, <laughs> if we get enough people to try them once, we can make a batch and make some money. This is a very good point. Yeah, like there's no repeat. I, I don't ever see anyone going in my local Rocket Fizz to grab. It's like, oh, yeah, you got bacon soda back in? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Give me a six pack, bro. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Do you there's have a like, wagon? You have I can. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I need um, to get a lot yeah. of these, okay? We gotta stock up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man. Uh, so yeah, if you're looking for uh, for one to uh, stunt drink, I suppose I like that. You could throw this in there. That one's not the worst I've had, but uh, yeah, it's uh, y- you get what you pay for. Yeah, you know? for sure, man. I'm glad yeah. that you try them though, so that I don't have to. But I get the exactly. thrill of it, you know, mm-hmm. and our listeners yeah. as well. Hopefully, um, I do wonder if other people out there listening to this are into that kind of stunt drinking. 
mm-hmm. like uh stunt drinking is what you do on the weekends it's the butt chugging right yeah i i wear full evil knievel jumpsuit oh, but yeah. with a tearaway butt flap <laughs> mm-hmm. and trying to balance on that motorcycle upside down is, oh, yeah. is kind of tricky but you know i have some neighbor kids help me out <laughs> hold it still kids <laughs> yeah look you threw away the cinder blocks yeah. i didn't tell you to so now you gotta help me yeah oh man yeah it's i'll gross. hold my own ankles thank you <laughs> that's a little too Hand me the that, tube. Think? put the tube in my teeth <laughs> i could jimmy it in from here Um, the other thing I wanted to mention before we get started on pop culture stuff is, and I meant to mention this on the last episode, but my brain is bad and I forgot, but uh, yep. previously when we had Rachel Book out on the episode with her husband, Eric, mm-hmm. she had mentioned the uh, the epic struggle she had trying to buy Eltas merch, uh, oh, but eventually right. she, she was able to buy her shirt and she uh, has since received it and she sent me a photo of the shirt with it on and everything and I did not realize the logo was that <laughs> large. <laughs> It is massive, but like it looks smaller in the little like template design uh-huh. thing that I uploaded. But uh, long story short, uh, turns out that the the I, it looks nice, but mm-hmm. um, I I asked Rachel if it was like if it looks pixelated or or bad or anything. She said no, it looks fine. And I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. seems a little sus to me. Uh-huh. You know, like I'm not used to things in the LTAS world going according to plan. Mm-hmm. So you know, buyer beware. I don't know why I'm trying to scare people off from buying <laughs> Eltas March, but I was like, you know. I thought you were going to say, like, and I checked it and they were blurry or something like that. But no, I think you did a a good job with them. I mean, like, I, I haven't seen one in person yet, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. the designs that I looked at online looked like they would be great. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm tempted to buy one myself. And I was telling her as such. And she was like, yeah, you should buy one. Just wear your face on your chest. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> if I were going to do that, I would not get one with the with the, my my face on there. You know, I might just do one of the, the LTAS ones uh, with the, oh, the yeah. block lettering. But um, yeah, so if people want merch, we'll we'll have the link in the uh, description here. Indeed. So you can go to your show notes and tap that little link and it'll go there. And hopefully it's easier for you to do than uh, the West Report, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so hopefully was, it looks OK. Hopefully it looks OK. We're going to roll the yeah. dice. If it doesn't look good. <laughs> Um, look, the show is bad itself. It's, what do you expect? That's just consistency yeah, yeah, yeah. across platform, really. And I like that you said you weren't going to buy one with your face on it because um, you'll just have the logos and stuff, you know, like just mm-hmm. the lettering. But um, I actually kind of want to redesign one now and, and put it back up there so I can buy it. Like if we could just enlarge my face like 10 times mm-hmm. and like shrink yours 10 times. So like you're still on there a little bit. But like I would rather actually me on my shirt to be like, much larger because obviously like I'm a bigger presence on the show. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Actually, my plan was to remove my face and then just clone yours, put it on there twice. Oh, wow. So it's a double Fisher face. Yeah. Double Fisher face. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Double Fisher face. I know. <laughs> double Fisher face. It was actually kind of a unique New York tongue twister for me too. I don't double know why. Fisher face. Double Fisher face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that could work. Uh, it might scare off some people, but I also like the idea that it'd be symmetrical over people's chests. Yeah. Know? So, like, my nose mm-hmm. button could be their boob buttons. Oh, oh man. I didn't you account know. for boobs. Son That's, of a bitch. Yeah. Dude, back to the drawing you, you board. Do that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll uh, update someday, but for now, you can get some amazing designs on our merch uh, link it below in the show notes, like Brent said. So, mm-hmm. 
do you want to go ahead and uh, get into do you have any like mini topics i had a few of them did you have anything uh, no you you can go ahead you, okay if you're sure Please. yeah um, I, I unloaded a bunch of shit last did. episode so yeah i thought you free. might still have some though on that list because that's how it works for me usually i'm like i got through 12 but i still have 12 <laughs> <laughs> i've got a lot but um yeah we, we can get to to that next episode okay. I'm, I'm fine on that fair yeah. enough well i wanted to mention a few things that i watched the the harry potter 20th anniversary came out the other day on hbo max <laughs> oh yeah yeah um, and i'm a big harry potter fan um despite uh jk rowling's transphobic comments um mm-hmm. the, the story itself is what got me in like the books themselves got me into reading and um just the whole world of movies and everything i just really love it a lot so it was really cool um it was not much to to write home about i don't think but it was neat if you're a fan of the series and it was cool to see everybody kind of grown up and changed like daniel radcliffe had a beard and um i don't know emma watson had like brown hair instead of like blonde or something and and then uh, rupert <laughs> grant basically looked exactly the same so uh but it was fun you know they had a lot of people uh come back for it and everything and it was neat to see them a little bit older that was on HBO Max, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Um, I also briefly, I, I'm sorry to bring up Christmas again. I don't think I'd mentioned that I'd, I finished 8-Bit Christmas. Um, I, oh, okay. I mentioned it briefly mm-hmm. that I we had watched half Started of it. Started it. Yeah, Mitch had, had talked about it, that he, he kind of liked it. Um, I really couldn't get into it a ton with my wife whenever we tried to watch it. It was, it was okay, but it's, it's kind of cheesy and like it, it missed the mark on some things that I thought were going to be cool. Um, but I ended up putting the rest of it on. I, I kept thinking about it. So, uh, around Christmas time, I ended up finishing it and it was really kind of sweet at the end. I realized like what they were going for and, and I do think I kind of liked it. So I'm going to give it another shot next year and see what I think. But, uh, it ended mm-hmm. up being better. I'm glad that I finished it out. So I just wanted to, to mention that real quick. Um, nice. another one, the bigger, the biggest one of these that I would talk about, but I don't have a ton to say, um, just because I, I don't want to spoil anything or whatever is, um, there's a movie that I used to love. My brother Danny, um, loved and got me into it, whatever. He was working at the video store years and years ago, but, um, there's a Guillermo del Toro movie called Mimic. Have you ever heard of that before or seen Mimic. it? Mimic. Uh, it sounds familiar. It's like a, it a bug movie. Um, it has uh, Mira Sorvino in it. And it's kind of cool because it's like, um, you know, Guillermo del Toro is amazing. And like his his movies are always really fun and stuff. But it was 1997. So it's really like 90s movie. And I was really cool to watch it after all these years. I hadn't seen it in like decades, probably since the late 90s. Um, but it's it's pretty neat. It's it's. There's like a disease that's killing a lot of children around the world, and it's spread by cockroaches. And so Mira Sorvino's Omicron. Yeah, right. It was really kind of mm-hmm. cool to see it play out in a different way or whatever. But be in that kind of be in a pandemic and like hear yeah. about a pandemic in a movie. I'd forgotten about the the premise of it, but it's essentially there's like this uh, and like in Manhattan. I think it's like it's um, quarantined so far to New York. But uh, there's this disease being spread by cockroaches. So Mira Sorvino is a, a scientist who creates like a super cockroach that can deliver like a killing thing to other ones so that they can stop the spread. And then the the, the super cockroaches you released are supposed to die within like six months. They have like a gene that they edited to like kill them in six months so that they wouldn't be like a problem. It's kind of one of those mm-hmm. you send a a snake down to get the cockroaches. You have to send a bear down to get the snake, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and then so, a unicorn to get the bear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, so a few years later, there's like these super cockroaches are like still around and they've become like big and they are able to mimic humans. Like they're, they're like human sized, some of them. And they're able to look kind of like us and they've evolved rapidly and generation. They're like thousands of generations over like a few years because they replicate so fast. And uh, so it becomes this like kind of bug creature thriller movie where she's like trying to like 
fight this thing and it's it's trying to like spread and like have more of a family and everything um it's it's pretty cool though i didn't love it um but i really liked it and it was it was neat 90s nostalgia and if you're a Guillermo fan then i definitely recommend it um and it was cool because i had always heard of a director's cut for this movie i don't really remember the differences um but it was what was neat is i don't remember who actually had mimic right now it might have been hbo max um that had it on their thing but i've been noticing a lot more streaming services lately have been including like extras and so i checked it out and they didn't they didn't advertise that the director's cut was available but it's available as an extra on whatever streaming service it is on right now and oh, okay. so I was like, oh, that's amazing. And I was able to watch the director's cut, which previously I would have had to buy the Blu-ray for or something. And yeah. um, so I don't know. I haven't seen the original in a long time. I couldn't tell you the differences between them, but I thought it was really, really neat. Um, apparently he fleshes out the story a little more. They kind of cut things for time. It was a like a Miramax movie. So like the wine scenes were involved and like kind of butchered things. And then Guillermo later on made a director's cut. So it was neat. Um I'd recommend it for, you know, like I said, for Game of fans and, um, I don't know, 90s action or, you know, sci-fi mm-hmm. kind of fans. And then, again, with the Weinsteins, they they really kind of fucked over Mira Sorvino. And I always really liked her so much. And, mm-hmm. and like, Romy Michelle's and, and various 90s movies and stuff. And this is one of those that, like, she could have been, like, a star from, but, you know, things didn't work out quite that way. Yeah. And I'm glad that she's getting more roles again now in the aftermath of, of their fallout. Um but yeah, it was uh, it was neat. So mimic, you can uh, you can find it out there somewhere in the world and, and give it a shot. But uh, it was pretty cool. Awesome. I remember seeing that poster, mm-hmm. so that that uh, uh, jogged a memory for me. But I yeah. did not realize that it was uh, um, that's what the movie was. I think uh, in that particular time in my life, I was so obsessed with that first Limp Biscuit album that I was just like, wow, <laughs> I had to tune everything else out. You know? Yeah, you really <laughs> did focus it on that for a while. Yeah, it's very, it important, very important to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, huh, I'm still digesting this. I'm like, now, when he says, gotta have faith, huh, what's that mean in the context of this hillbilly from Florida versus when George Michael said it? What does that mean to him, you know, deep mm-hmm. down in his soul? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really attached a lot of meaning to uh, a lot of their songs. I like, gotta figure this out. You, you wrote it. You, you didn't write in an essay because you don't. I don't think you would write anything that people would have to read. I didn't write on an essay. <laughs> but right. you did. You have a whole theory about Nookie uh, being mm-hmm. being like an anthem, you know, for world peace, I believe. I keep writing letters to Sesame Street. <laughs> about Limp Biscuits albums. About Nookie in particular. Yeah. Because okay. I'm like, look, you have a character called Cookie Monster. Mm-hmm. OK, there's a Limp Biscuit song that features the word cookie. He would so love you it. could take that cookie and stick it up your, you know, uh, you finish the the lyric. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. You do the work, Sesame yep. Street. Yep. Goddamn cowards. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that really turned you like, I have, a, I have a beef with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't not say let it. Me, yeah. Let me tell you how to get Sesame Street. <laughs> up your ass and to the left. <laughs> oh, man. Saying. Oh, yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah. So that's all I had for today. And you want to, you if you want to save some for for next week instead, that'd be cool. Sure. Uh, and then we could just move into some some bigger topics. So sure, sure. sure. So uh, do you want to start out with one, Mister Hawkeye? Yeah, I think we should for sure. And and Mrs. Hawkeye. I'm sorry, Ms. 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 Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ms. Hawkeye. Yeah, because yeah, we're doing uh, we're getting back into some MCU stuff. We haven't done a Marvel thing in a while. Um, I had been holding off 
watching some of the movies, which we'll, we'll talk about Shang-Chi here in a little bit, um, which I did end up watching, I think, like in early December is when that one came out. But uh, Hawkeye came out around, you know, the early December, I guess, or late November, I think right after Thanksgiving and then led up to mm-hmm. like Christmas. So right. um, I ended up watching Hawkeye all in a row like the day after Christmas, I think. It's only six episodes, which I liked. I didn't realize that until I started it. Um, but yeah, I, you I liked the whole thing, right? Shorter. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we ended up finishing it in one day. Um, I was curious, though. Did you watch it like week to week or binge it? Or yes. You? Yeah, I, I watched it week to week. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. uh, like that with my, my MCU stuff. Um, right very, very into it. Like, if I don't watch it the Wednesday it comes out, I'm going to watch it uh, before the weekend gets here. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's a good... I, are you watching Boba Fett right now as well? The book of Boba Fett? Uh, yeah, look, I'm not a reader. I don't like it. So that scared me off a little bit. That's true. That's I, true. I've seen the first episode. I'm part of the way through the second episode. Okay. Uh, have you seen any? No, those? so that's why I was wondering. Um, oh, I, okay. I was talking to uh, uh, a friend and, and, and listener, Sarah, um, mm-hmm. about it the other day because they have started Boba Fett. And I mentioned that I watched Hawkeye and binged it. And I, I like them for different reasons. I like that. Sometimes I like some of the MCU shows or the, Mar- or the Star Wars shows. I like watching them week to week. Like Mandalorian is kind of fun that way. But mm-hmm. other times, like I want to just binge them. And I, I liked how... I got through Hawkeye in just one day. It was kind of nice, but it would have been nice too, I think, to watch it week to week. So I've been, I was waiting on Boba Fett a little bit, and now I think, no, I, I should watch it week to week. That was, it's kind of fun, and not to have like just to, not to have to binge it, not to think like, oh, I got like ten hours of story to get through. Just do yeah. like one, one hour a week is kind of nice. So Book of Boba Fett is a little bit odd because it, I feel like the timing is flipped. Normally, they start out with a longer episode, then uh, they get shorter as you progress. Um, at the point of this recording, uh, there's only two episodes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter one, the first episode, 38 minutes. Oh. Chapter two, 52 minutes. Wow, big difference. Yeah, so they're they're really like, well, we have a lot of story to tell, so we might as well go for it, you know? Um, yeah. That, uh, I know we're talking about Hawkeye, but that first episode of Book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. I thought was kind of like just okay. Okay. And so I was, uh, was not... Uh, quick to jump on the second episode like i said i started gotcha. last night and I, I made it like the first like 12 minutes in or whatever and i was like well let me let me just keep up with this so i can keep up with it and man there's a uh um i guess a character that shows up i've never seen this character before it might be original to the show i don't know i haven't had time to look into it but they show up and they have like such a presence so i'm like i want to know all about this character oh, that's fun. like <laughs> yeah, we can't get into it here. But right on, uh, I'm excited for it. I, th- I mean, Boba Fett's pretty sweet. You know, mm-hmm. he's a sweet guy. Yeah, he's very kind. Yeah, yeah, he's he's out there <laughs> picking flowers for for all he's the, the villagers. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. he lo- yeah. the villagers love him. Yeah, yeah. Um, really, Book of Boba Fett is just him starting a cooking show. That's you know, spoilers for the premise, but you find out at the wow. end of episode one. Yeah, they, they, so that's, where that's it is. like the the extra credit or after credit scene. It's like yeah, the cookbook. Of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fett, yeah. Mandalorian had Grogu. <laughs> this one has has a cookbook that Man, he finds. I really like. He that. really discovers himself. You know, that's so. It's like uh, Boba Fett by way of chef. The John Favreau. Uh, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's uh, divorced from mm-hmm. Sofia Vergara. Yeah. Uh, dating Scarlett Johansson. Um, I think it might that's be a like good life. Wow, now you mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just pasta. out there saying. Eating pasta. Oh, yeah. Uh, saying yes to things, you know? Mm-hmm. The big yes man. Hanging out with John Leguizamo. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. 
Hashtag best clown for all the, the Spawn fans out there. <laughs> uh, so, so Hawkeye, um, what do you think of this? Did you have any um, mm. uh, knowledge of Kate Bishop before going into the TV show? No, um, I had looked or I had heard things and then kind of looked up a little bit about her as I was hearing about the show coming out and stuff, um, but not a ton. I feel like I'd maybe come across her name before that in relation mm-hmm. to the Avengers or something. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was all kind of new to me. Um, I'm a huge st- uh, Haley Steinfeld fan i I really like really okay yeah just every time she shows up it's like i don't really think about her that often or i don't like seek out her movies but Mm -hmm. she's i mean she started off with that role like her breakout role in um the western movie i can't remember with jeff bridges right now pitch perfect (laughs) two jeff bridges was great in pitch perfect Uh, (laughs) two you wouldn't think he would do well on a female acapella team but you know what god damn it uh, is it True Grit? The True remake Grit. of yeah, True yeah. Grit? Yeah. Where she was, she's like younger and she's so amazing in it. And then, and then the Pitch Perfect movies, like she's in at, le- at least part two that I've seen. I think part three, she, she, I'm assuming she's there. I forget. But mm-hmm. yeah. um, she's really good. I think she's a great addition to that group of, of women and she's a good singer and stuff. Um, and yeah, so I just really like her every time she shows up and stuff. Like there's a movie called Edge of 17 that's like a coming of age movie she's in. Uh, with Woody Harrelson as a teacher and um, she's just really always just solid. So mm-hmm. um, I was excited for her and then I thought she did a great job in this role. Um, and it, I didn't know, I'm not a huge Hawkeye fan. I mean, I like Jamie Renner a whole lot as well, mm-hmm. but I'm not a, like in the movies, like he was cool or whatever, but it always seemed kind of absurd. And I liked when they would poke fun at the fact that he has just a bow and arrow and he's like fighting aliens and stuff. Um, but in this one, I really, it was like, it made me think of Iron Man and not caring about Iron Man until the movie came out. And now I love Iron Man. And yeah. I feel like this show, I was like, oh, I really do like Hawkeye and I like Clint Barton and a lot more. It really kind of cemented that a lot more. Um, I think I liked when they, when they do the Ninja Turtles going back to the farm to regroup, uh, yes. scene, you know, in, mm-hmm. in Infinity War, I guess. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was like, Stephen, the Ninja Turtles were not in Infinity yeah, War. Everybody but, was in it. <laughs> yeah, Ninja Turtles, Batman. I, uh, uh, Miss yeah. Daisy from Driving Miss Daisy. Um, they were all in there. Uh, no, it was in uh, Age of Ultron. Okay, Ultron. Yeah, to go to the farmhouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right on. I like that scene and stuff, and that really, that, this felt like a whole show of that kind of stuff. Like, I like his wife. I like seeing him with his family. I like just a lot of stuff with him, and this one kind of helped me out with that. But I didn't know much about Kate Bishop. I didn't know much about Hawkeye besides what the movies showed. And I thought this was a, a pretty good, you know, uh, view into his life and into her, you know, taking over that mantle and stuff. So I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, what about you? What, what's your history with her or whatever? I got to say. Uh, this this new light to look at Age of Ultron through, where it's like going back to the farmhouse a la Teenage Mutant Ninja uh-huh. Turtles, the first movie from 1990. Yep. God damn it. I love it even more. <laughs> right? Like, I, I know people shit on Age of Ultron, and I, I see its flaws and where mm-hmm. those people are coming from, but I still enjoy it, much oh, like yeah. Iron Man 2. I'm just like, oh, I just want to hang out with my friends for a while, you yeah. know? It's, it it's works. Yeah. It, it's just a, a fun time. Um, so... For uh, I, I I forgot uh, what you asked me, Hawkeye. but um, yeah, <laughs> Your something with Kate about Bishop Hawkeye. and, and oh, Hawkeye, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm familiar with uh, Kate from from the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a in, introduced in the Young Avengers series back in I don't know like 13, 15 years ago, something like that. Oh, okay, so she's still and pretty pretty new, I guess. Fairly so, new, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's she's pretty much co-owned that Hawkeye 
name that entire time. Like, mm. um, sometimes when they introduce these duplicate characters, they try to give them a, a secondary name or whatever, mm. but they don't, didn't really do that with her, which is good because like, it's come on, it's Hawkeye. Like, yeah. you know, you can have multiple Hawkeyes. <laughs> it's not going to be the end of the world. People are going to be okay with it. Mm. Um, also like Haley Steinfeld, I totally agree with you. Anytime I see her in anything, uh, I always enjoy it. She's I, I like her acting and and everything. You are missing out on two of her best performances. One, Bumblebee, baby, hell yeah, dude. See, I want to watch that with you. I feel okay because uh, okay. you mentioned it, and I've heard from other like friends of ours and and just in general that it's like really pretty fucking good. Um, and I'm mm. excited to see it. I just haven't yet. So, hey Siri, uh, put it on note. This year, 2022. <laughs> also, the summer of Cena. We're gonna watch Bumblebee. Hey. Let's do it. Uh, secondly, she provides the voice of Spider Gwen. Oh, in uh, 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 God damn it! What's the new in, one or the the old into one? Into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse right? instead of across the Spider Verse. Guys, Sony, hey, they're really fucking wh- up Spider. Why stuff. are we doing this? Yeah. Why are we naming everything everything else? <laughs> I noticed That's, you paused earlier when you were trying to be like, "No way home," and I was like, "Yeah, uh-huh. the third home one." Yeah, home whatever three. that one is. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. homecoming. Okay, one word. <laughs> Yeah. Far from home. Three words. Okay, I got this. And then the third one also is three words and ends in home. Yeah. So much. Can't Way do it. My brain. Difficult. Yeah. I'm trying to learn Italian and Spanish. Yeah. And you're out here doing this to me? Dawn Out of here the on rise. these streets? Yeah. Oh, God. Dawn Don't even get me started the- on the, <laughs> the Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, my God. Uh, whatever they're called. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I feel like a lot of people are coming to this series that that same way where they don't have affinity or it, it seems odd to have Hawkeye on the team with all of like mm. a literal God, the Hulk, right. you know, Iron Man, all, all of these like super powerful characters. Even Black Widow can certainly handle herself mm-hmm. uh, amongst these characters. You know, she has all of this like training from her youth. But Hawkeye, yeah, bow and arrow. He's got some trick arrows and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's basically just a dude, a family man. Um, but I I don't know. It, like, that's just like his whole thing since I've been reading comics mm-hmm. is like he's a, a guy with a bow and arrow with all these characters. So it's just like par for the course for me. Gotcha. Um, another thing I'll remind the listeners is Stephen had like this is the movie we're going to be talking about today. Shang-Chi is going to be the newest mcu film that steven mm-hmm. has seen yeah so we're not spoiling anything else so i just want to put that out there right now while it's fresh in my mind because mm-hmm. i don't want listeners to respond and like uh you know our so- social media saying well what about this this or this i'm like well he hasn't seen it yet yeah and i so. was scared on that note watching hawkeye especially mm-hmm. with cameos or, or after credit scenes i didn't know mm-hmm. where it fell in the timeline with stuff and due mm-hmm. to when it came out and then when the movies came out in the theaters, I didn't know if it had to do with uh, Shang-Chi or if it had to do with Spider-Man, especially as I was worried about, you know, because mm-hmm. um, there's always rumblings about Daredevil. And I was like, I don't know if Daredevil is going to show up in Hawkeye. I don't know if Daredevil is going to show up in Spider-Man. I don't know if he's going to show up in e- neither. Um, but I was afraid. And they it really was fine, though. I, I don't feel like I missed anything. I had watched Shang-Chi before I watched Hawkeye. But mm-hmm. and they have no connection um, by any stretch, I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, it really was. It was fine. Everything worked out uh, okay. But yeah, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I still haven't seen Eternals or right. uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. So, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, I think uh, speaking of cameos, uh, we got to mention the Kingpin shows up in Hawkeye. Oh yeah. Returning Vincent D'Onofrio. From my understanding, this is like uh, 
the uh, same character played by the same actor, but it's like an alternate MCU embedded version okay. of that character. Gotcha. So it's not like the the Netflix series are necessarily canon to the main MCU, especially since we've got all these like alternate realities. You know, if you've seen What If or whatever, you could see there are like other universes out there that sometimes have mm-hmm. uh, similar characters or whatever, but it's uh, a different version of that. That's how I'm approaching it with my head canon until we're told otherwise. Gotcha. But I really enjoyed uh, D'Onofrio's performance as Kingpin. I like yet him, again. yeah. He's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. He he really disappears into the role. Like, I have to remind myself that this is the guy who is, like, the main bad guy in that first Jurassic World movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> except he has hair instead of alopecia or whatever. Yep. And then uh, he's also Edgar from <laughs> Men in Black, you know? Yeah. Like, he's he's had so many roles, and he's just, like so transformative Mm -hmm. as an actor that it's i really have to remember this is like he just looks like the fucking kingpin to me you know it looks like he's just like directly out of the comics it's it's incredible i think he does fantastic job he does look like ving rames you're right he does yeah exactly like him you know (laughs) um and then uh echo uh is Mm, another main marvel comics character she was in of her right yes yeah i I believe it's gonna spin off out of this but um in in the comics she's a uh uh I guess like a superhero character, uh, you could say like eventually becomes a superhero mm-hmm. where um, she's uh, deaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Native American as well. And they got an actress who uh, qualifies for both of those mm-hmm. um, bits of criteria. Uh, and I think uh, if I remember correctly, I think she's, you know, has all of her limbs, but the actress herself is is missing a, a foot. Oh, really? But they just, like, rolled that into it? Huh. Yeah, because there are a couple of times where they show that she has an artificial leg or ankle or whatever. So, oh, yeah. I guess I forgot mm-hmm. about it. Uh, Hawkeye, it's been a couple of weeks. That, that's one thing I would say is that I, I liked it a lot. I liked it more, I think, than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But they mm-hmm. both, it's like once I watched them, I kind of forgot a lot of the detail, details. I had to, like, go read about Hawkeye again now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I kind of forgot some of the, the nuances of that for sure. But I did mm-hmm. like it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting to to rewatch it though. And then the other cameo, uh, oh, which yeah. becomes like a, a, an actual character, is Yelena Bolova, the Black Widow. Yeah. Oh my God, Florence Pugh. Oh man, she's so, so much good. fucking fun. Yeah. And she shares <clears throat> a scene with uh, Haley Steinfeld, mm-hmm. where she just like shows up in her apartment and she's like made mac and cheese for them yeah. and everything. <laughs> It's just like, man, that that was such a fun scene. I never wanted that scene to end oh, because yeah. those those two actresses were. It seemed like they were having a blast on set, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but they had a real camaraderie, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but man, I hope Yelena shows up in like so many more like cameo appearances mm-hmm. or whatever. I just really enjoy her her version of that character showing up. She's just a ton of fun to to watch. The first time we see her, it's like at the end of an episode, she doesn't have any lines. I'm like, oh man, we're we getting any of this. But then the next episode, she's she's in there like full force, just chewing up the scenery. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Both cameos, yeah, were really good. I had heard a little mm-hmm. bit about D'Onofrio coming back for Kingpin, but again I didn't know if Daredevil, you know, was gonna show up in this or whatever and or or Spider Man or if who where he was gonna show up. But um, I liked that Hawkeye, this whole story was like an on the ground sort of superhero story and he's fighting like the tracksuit mafia, right? Like it's, it's all the mm-hmm. foot, you know, again, Ninja Turtles. It's holy all, shit. I know. I know. <laughs> and she doesn't have a foot. Oh my God. She only has one foot. The foot. 
this is where it begins. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Crossover. Um, mm-hmm. What, that would have been amazing too. Like last episode of Hawkeye credit scene, you just see a, mm-hmm. like a shell glint in the light, and you're like, "What? Oh my god, they're here, they're in it." Um, what if, what if like the tracksuit mafia? What if they have like an Asian boss that they call Bro Ruku Saki? <laughs> right? Yeah. What yeah, bro. Did? Yes, bro. <laughs> um, and then yeah, when Yelena showed up, which I had heard a little bit about as well, some some rumblings mm-hmm. before I watched it. That's the other thing with watching it week to week. It, it, there is some. It's kind of fun to watch it with other people and speculate and talk about cameos that showed yeah. up and stuff. It is mm-hmm. kind of cool that way. And if you don't, then it's kind of hard to avoid spoilers and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, that definitely works out in, in your favor if you're watching it week to week. But um, yeah, watching her like her banter with with Kate Bishop and stuff was so good. I I heard so mm-hmm. many people afterwards, and I agree that like I just want to watch them in a movie together now or a TV show. Yeah. Just put them mm-hmm. together and like go on adventures. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'll talk about when we get into Shang-Chi a little bit too, is this new, this new era of Marvel stuff. Um, and I've really liked everything. I've liked the shows. I've liked the movies they come out with, but especially the movies, I wasn't like too excited to watch Shang-Chi. wasn't like crazy excited to watch Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm really still pumped for Spider-Man, but I, that has a built in, you know, thing for me. That's the, that's the one that's like crossed over from the other series, you know, like sure. the, the first, yeah. not phase, but like the, what do they call that? Um, the first like saga. Yeah. Like the infinity mm-hmm. saga. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like, um, I'd heard someone say that it would have been kind of cool if after infinite or after Endgame, if Marvel would have kind of fucked off for like two or three years and not released anything and then kind mm-hmm. of started up again, I kind of would have liked that little break almost, um, but I also like the new stuff and the, what they're coming out with. Um, but I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just not as always excited about it overall. Like mm-hmm. whatever they're going to come up with the, the new Avengers or whatever they might call them eventually. I'm not as excited as I was initially for the buildup of the first team and, and where they went with that team. Um, that said, I do really like a lot of aspects of it. And I'm just not as excited. So I really like mm-hmm that like Clint Barton is kind of passing on the torch to Kate Bishop and she's really cool. And then I really love her banter with Yelena and she's going to be like the new black widow. And Mm -hmm. then like Anthony Mackie is taken over. Um, you know, Sam has taken over the captain America thing and I like where they're headed. I'm just not fully sold on it yet. So, Mm -hmm. um, I really liked Yelena being in here and I'm excited to see where that goes, but they, there's gotta be something else to kind of grab me more. Um, and I want, it might be like the team up when they finally do whatever they end up doing as like the new Avengers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, like they, everything's just been enjoyable. And then I kind of forget about them and move on. Yeah. Um, even with Shang-Chi a little bit, you know, I kind of was like, oh, that was cool. And I just stopped thinking about it. Whereas yeah. like Iron Man three, I talked about for months afterwards, you know, and that's not even mm-hmm. like the greatest of the movies that came out. So yeah, it's, we're, we're back to a point to where we've got to get new IP, like added to the existing ones so you know there, there's a little bit of carryover from uh the 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 cast who has not retired mm-hmm. from yeah you know the mcu so yeah we gotta get new origin stories so you know we we get shang chi we get mm-hmm. eternals we get uh whatever comes next after that yeah uh but you know we've got some some big stuff on the horizon with x-men and fantastic four so uh you know we gotta yeah. get some of these placeholders here until we get to the new thing but there was a point where people didn't know who dr strange was mm-hmm. and now he has shown up a, a, a few times in various avengers movies totally. and elsewhere and, and he's uh, great now like right yeah like yeah uh, people may not 
like that first movie, but they like his subsequent appearances, uh, from what I understand. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, maybe it's just going to be one of those things where you have to acclimate to this cast. And then by the time we get to phase five, you look back at phase four, you're like, oh, yeah, I like the introduction of this character and this group of characters and whatnot. Yeah, it's almost like seeing where they end up going and how they team up eventually and what the, mm-hmm. the threat is. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I'm speaking without context of a couple other movies that have come out that you've seen that I don't, you know, I don't know where they had it or whether leading or hinting at or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah, I'm intrigued. But uh, like Doctor Strange is even better than Iron Man for an example for me, because that movie I didn't I didn't care about Doctor Strange before that movie did not really stick with me. And it wasn't until years later that I gave it another shot. And now I've I've seen Doctor Strange like 10 times now because mm-hmm. it really grew on me over time. And his character certainly did. So mm-hmm. maybe these will as well once I, I have a little more context of their cameos and other things and see where they go. But um, mm-hmm. there was I, the only notes I had real quick about uh, Hawkeye. I really liked the inclusion of Rogers the musical. I thought that's exactly <laughs> what would fucking happen. And it was really mm-hmm. dumb and funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the Hulk, the guy that played the Hulk in that, who's just like looks like a dude painted or whatever painted they, did, green, they yeah. didn't even like try to make him big or whatever i thought that was really <laughs> funny um lucky the pizza dog be remiss to well, not wait. mention him mm-hmm. yes of course we obviously lucky's fantastic yeah. um i Monkey i feel dog. bad that they blinded that dog in that one <laughs> eye but you know <laughs> you gotta have it yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do like Peter was like look uh we're normally not for this but Look, the dog is so so fucking cute yeah. in the comic, right? So, yeah, here's We're a slingshot. Okay. You do what you got to do. <laughs> it says PETA on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, no, I was going to say on Rogers the Musical where uh, yeah. they included Ant-Man, even though he was not even oh, part of yeah. the Battle of New York. I was like, oh, Fantastic. boy, that's so fucking funny. They're just like getting the details wrong on purpose, yeah. you know? Um, exactly but, uh, how they would do it. Like, well, ex- yeah. artistic 100%. license and all. Yeah. And then like in the song they were like and Hawkeye was there too. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess people were like upset that that was the post credit scene to the Hawkeye series oh, which yeah. is like oh the full just the, yeah. the, the full musical. Uh-huh. And like I'm not a musical guy but I'm like glad they had it because oh, yeah. that seemed like a whole production why would you waste yeah. that? Yeah, throw it throw that shit in there. Oh, I like, thought it was not fun, everything yeah. has to not everything has to set up stuff coming for the future. Plus yeah. it's like I think at that time, Spider-Man had just come out, mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man, the third one. And <laughs> yeah. it, uh, yeah, so there's, there's enough stuff to, uh, to keep people going, I think, to yeah. uh, seed for the future. But, um, and I had yeah. one more note. Yes. Um, his wife, Laura, being a oh, member, yeah. or a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, mm-hmm. like that reveal. And uh, I realized today when I was writing a note about her that she's his girl in the chair, like, like Ned is to, uh, to, mm-hmm. to Peter. I was like, she's the one that's like looking up stuff and researching it for him and then like calling him and being like, you should do this mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, and yeah. I really liked, I really like uh, Linda Cardellini so much. Um, like you had recommended the show Dead to Me, which is, yeah. she's so good in uh, with mm-hmm. Christina Applegate. And I've always just really liked her since like Freaks and Geeks and stuff. So to see her actually not just be like, it's fine. You know, it's great that she's just like a mom and stuff or whatever, but to see that she's actually like a shield agent or was, is, was a pretty mm-hmm. cool reveal to me. Um, than just, you know, being Clint's wife or whatever. So there were some cool re- re- revelations in this, um, and character development that I thought was pretty neat. And that's all we'll probably get from that. You know, like he's retired or whatever, and that'll be that, I guess. So mm-hmm. we won't see her really either, but, um, I was glad that we kind of got that too. So, um, it had some mm-hmm. cool stuff. I liked Hawkeye. I liked the Christmas setting, um, I thought that was really fun and I thought it was New York Christmas is, is different as well. And the, the stuff they did with the, like the huge trees and stuff, you know, outside, whatever was 
like all kind of fun and clever to me. So um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch this again next year as like another Christmas treat. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. I think I'll do that. And I, I like that final showdown or the confrontation between Yelena and Clint. Oh, yeah. I, where they were talking about Nat and her sacrifice and all that stuff. And Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I, I liked how it worked mm-hmm. out. I, I didn't need much more than what they went through and like mm-hmm. her just kind of giving up on it after like talking to him and stuff and like giving <laughs> up on the avenging. You know, I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. Like now she could just move on and be her badass, funny self, you know. And, and earlier in that scene, like in the ice rink where the, the tree is and everything, mm. um, there's a, a showdown where Clint is like uh, taking out all these guys with his bow and arrow. And it's not uh, it's like the, the, the helper guy that was uh, helping the uh, helping Echo. Mm. He was like the translator oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a point where Clint fires an arrow and it like splits off and it takes out the guy to the left and right of him but he catches it mm-hmm. and he goes nice shot and then across a, the ice skating ring clint's like yeah no shit <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's my fucking that's my one thing i that's do what i do <laughs> that's my my whole endeavor yeah yeah, yeah it's pretty good mm-hmm. yeah they had a lot of um, a lot of moments i forgot about too i forgot about that until you just mentioned it yeah a lot of fun a lot of fun yeah so despite it being at christmas you know, I know. with a musical enjoyable. Hey, god my god yeah where are they trying to turn me off? I, I imagine if they like start the musical thing, you just throw up. You're like, I can't handle it. <laughs> I got to exercise this for my body. <laughs> just scream at my wife to clean me up. Yeah. <laughs> and bring me some more Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. Get this flavor out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, do you want to move on to yeah, Shang-Chi? For sure, man. Hell yeah, I'm dude. excited for this one. So uh, let me pull up the Wikipedia for this real quick. I'll mention a few things. Uh, going through cast and all that. That's cool. So sure. uh, as I, I mentioned some of the outtakes, at least uh, you'll hear later on, but I, I did look up before the show trying to find pronunciations for some of these names so I could do my best. I'm n- notoriously horrible with name pronunciations in general, but especially Asian names, but I want to get better at it. So uh, first off, I'll start that this was Miyamo S. Brandt. <laughs> uh, this was directed and, and co-written by Destin Daniel Cretton. I guess is how you say his name. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really know his name. Uh, I looked him up today to figure out what else he had done. And Marvel just has such a good eye for finding independent filmmakers to bring onto these huge tentpole movies. And I don't know why it works so well all the time, but man, they just find some great talent. Uh, when I looked this guy up, I realized he directed Short Term 12 in 2013, which is a Brie Larson movie about like foster, mm-hmm. the foster care system and like a, like a short term facility to like house like uh, troubled youths and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, have you ever seen Short Term Twelve or heard of that one? No, huh? I, I've heard of it, but okay, I've not, seen, not it. seen it. It's really, really, really fucking good. <laughs> it's extremely yeah. emotional. And Brie Larson, it was like one of the first things that I saw her in, and she got like a lot of buzz for her acting and stuff. Um, and it's just really, really well done. So when I saw that today, I was like, oh my god. He he did that movie or whatever. So like, uh, I know I love that one. He did a few, he's worked with Brie Larson a ton, which is fun because she ends up showing up briefly in this in, the, in a credit sequence. So they got to work together again. Spoilers uh, for this movie. Oh, it'll I figured yeah. Out, yeah, it's all spoilers, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we should definitely do spoilers and for everything. Uh, uh, but yeah, he did another movie called The Glass Castle with her and uh, Woody Harrelson and Naomi Watts. And then um, I had heard about this one, but I still haven't seen it. There's a movie called Just Mercy that came out in 2019 with Michael B. Jordan. And it's like a, I, it, I remember it coming out around the George Floyd stuff that it was it was released for free for a while because it was like mm. it's a, a, a court story about like 
um, a wrongly convicted person or something like that. It's like a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I've Brie, seen it. It's good. Brie, oh, you've seen it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brie Larson is also in that. So that's the same director as Shang-Chi. Um, so he's done a lot of like smaller independent stuff. And then mm-hmm. he, you know, they hired him to do this. So, um, yeah. Just really like that dude in uh, his movies. Um, so the uh, the people we have involved, uh, Simu Liu as Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. um, Aquafina as Katie, uh, Munger Yang as Xu Shaoling, his sister, Shaoling. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Fala Chin as Ying Li, who is uh, like their mom, Shang-Chi's mom. Um, uh, Michelle Yeoh as Ying Yan, who's the aunt when they, when they find like go to Talo later on and like find uh, mm-hmm. their aunt aunt. Uh, and then Tony Leung, uh, um, is when you, when Wu, the leader of the 10 rings and their father. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, hope I didn't butcher those names too bad, but, uh, that's the cast list on there. So, uh, this came out last year during pandemic times. Um, I watched it in December, but you watched it in the theater, right? Yes. Yeah. We saw it. Uh, I went with my friend Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the Thursday night before I think it was Labor Day weekend or whatever. It's like when we came to town to see you guys. Oh, yeah. And so I saw it like just before, like I, I walked out of the theater onto a plane yeah. and then I was on my way to, <laughs> yeah. to see you. But uh, yes, I saw it at that time. And then I remember walking out of the theater and Ross and I were talking about it. it's like, what do you think? And we we did not. Uh, we were not enthused about it mm-hmm. at that point. Gotcha. Um, later on in like late November, Ross told me that he rewatched it when it was on Disney Plus. And he was like, you know what? I liked it better the second time. Okay. So Interesting. this was my second time through watching it last night for this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I totally agree. Um, I felt like I was acclimated to this movie. Interesting. Okay. At this point to where I'm like, oh, I feel like I feel like that when I was watching this in theaters, I was not super familiar with this character anyway, mm-hmm. so I didn't really see the 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 tracks that were laid before me, mm-hmm. and I was having trouble like following the the character arcs, not so much the story, but the character arcs, and uh, I was more focused on the things that annoyed me instead of the things that yeah, happens I I enjoyed, you know, and so when I was watching it the second time, I'm like, oh, well, this isn't nearly as bad as i i was thinking interesting and it's not like i hated the movie the first time i saw it i was just like uh kind of ambivalent to indifferent about <clears> it <throat> you know um it didn't it didn't speak to me like it did with several other marvel movies but to be fair i didn't really like like guardians of the galaxy the first time i saw mm-hmm. it but now i fucking love it right you know yeah sometimes you have to almost see it to understand like oh that's what they're going for and then the yeah. sub- subsequent viewings, you'd be like, oh, I like that now that I know what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of weird at first. I've been yeah. there before. Yeah. And there's there's parts of this movie that I'm still like, oh, this could have been better. But overall, the second go round, I enjoyed it more. Cool. Um, it, I would probably put this in like the mid tier, like Marvel mm-hmm. movie, like whereas before it would have been like, I don't know, bottom four or something like yeah. that. Now it's like moved up. Uh, a bit to the the mid-level for me yeah that's good um i think that when i watched it i had heard you already kind of say briefly your opinion on it you know i knew you, mm-hmm. you didn't like it a, a ton from the theater and i feel like some other people like my, maybe my brother danny as well who i you know like his movie opinion and stuff and we usually agree i feel like he also didn't really care for it that much um mm-hmm. but i don't remember his reasoning either because i hadn't seen it so we didn't talk about it that much but um i feel like that kind of helped me 
kind of knowing, you know, your view on it, that it's like mm-hmm. kind of tempered my expectations. And I already, like I said earlier, wasn't that excited about this movie anyway. Just like the trailers and stuff. I was just like, yeah, it looks like fine. I'm, I'm just not super into the new phase yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, like, I'm kind of where you're at for the whole phase. I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. I got to see where they're going with this. And what's the point so far? Like each individual project, those TV shows and the movies have been good. But like where are we headed and like how is it all going to play out is going to help me a mm-hmm. lot looking back on these. Um, but I would just say like once I watched it the first time and then last night I watched it with my wife uh, until she fell asleep. Um, was uh, um, I was just really fun. It's very colorful. Um, the fighting mm-hmm. is really um, interesting to me. They do a lot of interesting things with the rings and using them in certain ways to fight or fly around sort of and stuff. They do a lot of just creative they're really creative with a lot of things in it and it's just really pretty i think in a lot of ways um and it have a really inventive you know set pieces and, and action sequences and fights and everything so like the bus scene obviously the the scaffold fight that they sometimes throw the camera sideways and it looks like they're like walking but they're like sideways walking down like a huge skyscraper and stuff and like mm-hmm. it's just kind of cool so i i really just kind of let it be fun and i liked it a lot that way um but then after watching it i also kind of forgot about it uh, for a while mm-hmm. I, I i wanted to watch it again it stuck with me enough i thought i had enough fun and i really like simu lu as a, a, a whole lot as a person he's he's really yeah. humble about his um, getting this job and, and being a part of this and stuff. And he just seems like a really cool guy. He reminds me of Dave Batista in that mm. he was very excited to get a role as a Marvel character. Yeah. And I feel like he's really taken ownership of yeah, it. For you know sure. what I'm yeah. Like he, I, I feel like, uh, Simu uh, seems like a, a generally like good dude. Mm-hmm. And he, he seems to represent, uh, Marvel and like this character, well, and I, yeah. even though I didn't like it the first time that I, I saw this movie, I was still excited to see him interact with other Marvel characters. Yeah, that's a good. And idea, but, yeah. see how that like interplay worked mm-hmm. because I, I like his um, enthusiasm as a character. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's just really into it, and then his, uh, I think his banter and stuff with Aquafina. I think that she's funny as as usual, and I really like her in this. Um, but their like friendship seems legitimate to me i don't know they seem like they're really comfortable joking around and playing around together as actors mm-hmm. and so it like i don't know just all that stuff kind of worked for me but overall like i'm still just kind of like like you said like seeing him interact with other avengers like we get some after credit sequences but uh, i want to see like where's he going with this you know mm-hmm. this this as an origin story i think is is intriguing i like how the plot kind of plays out and everything but um, again, it's like it, the villain is just like this guy's dad and then he has to fight him and stuff. And his dad is using these rings and has for a thousand years mm-hmm. for like evil. And so the whole world knows that, but also the way his dad uses the rings or like, they're trying to figure it out. You know, what, what are they, mm-hmm. w- you know, how are they work and stuff? And I'm excited to see the next movie or the next cameos that he does and how, as a hero, he will use those rings because only gets to really do it a little bit at the end of the movie. And mm-hmm. so you really feel like there's so much more with this character we're going to find out. So it's another one of those, yeah. like, once we get more of his story, I think mm-hmm. I will either like or hate this one more. Um, <laughs> but so far, I found it really entertaining, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all you can ask for, yeah. really, for for a movie. Um, whether or not you, you like it beyond that is, is kind of up to your, your personal taste, I think. Totally, but, yeah. Uh, especially for, like, an action blockbuster like we get with Marvel movies. I think that's, like, a good barometer with which mm-hmm. to judge it by. Like, 
you know, they can't all be Zack Snyder's Justice League. They can't you know? all be that. Exactly. Yeah. Because we got to save simply time. not enough time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, where, oh boy, where to, where to start with this? Let, let's start with the rings themselves, okay. right? So, um, in the comics, the, the quote unquote Mandarin character mm. is in like Iron Man's number one foe. That's oh, his, okay. like, that's his Joker. That's his Green Goblin, right? So, we didn't really get to see them face off. I remember back in the day, John Favreau said, well, it'd be weird if you've got this technological hero facing a villain who harnesses magic because mm-hmm. his rings were magical in origin um yeah and at that but, time a lot the mcu is much different so yeah that's interesting. and now it's like yeah we got dr strange showing yeah, up whatever just like <laughs> hanging out it's like it, i can't imagine that like it all goes in the blender nicely together yeah, you know it totally it's, works. It's not yeah. Any, yeah but um so we, we never got to see those those characters face off so I was a little bit disappointed in Iron Man 3 where I thought we were mm-hmm. going to get a version of that character, yeah. but it didn't pan out. But I'm glad they they brought that character to prominence and like gave him uh, a bigger role. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, like in the comics, he wore rings kind of like you would wear rings on your fingers and each one of the rings had like a different power. But I think they were concerned that it might be a little too close mm-hmm. to the infinity stones or just maybe wanted to change it up. I I feel like the bracelet approach is a, uh, a nice amendment to that. Um, I think it looks, I think it kind of looks cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't have like their individual things they do, at least not at this point. Maybe they focus on that in the future, but as it stands right now, you can just kind of like control them and and work them like a whip or a lasso or something like that. You know, that's interesting Um, because I I just thought mm -hmm. that's how they were. And it oh yeah, makes sense to me that way. Like they're mm-hmm. like bracelets to these powers and stuff. So, and then like in the comic, Shang Chi is just like a martial arts guy. He doesn't have mm. like magic bracelets or or anything like oh, that. So they're you know? really going out there and changing it up. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So so that was another thing that threw me off a little bit. Is like I didn't expect them to go that magical with it. Mm-hmm. And by the time we get to Ta Lo and we get to see like all of this, as as much as I appreciated the uh, beauty of the mm-hmm. the scenery and I think a lot of the the CGI like animals mm-hmm. and stuff they they brought to life. I thought those looked the cool, especially cool. those fucking lions. Oh my god, I want one those lions oh, so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I want the one so bad. They were amazing. Oh my god, I loved Morris. It. Oh, oh st- so cute. Ki- I hope he shows up to accept an yeah. award at the Oscars. That's all I can. <laughs> when he showed up, Amanda, my wife, was like. Uh, what is that guy? Like she was kind of creeped out at first and I was like, mm-hmm. he's adorable is what he is. Watch. He has no face. It's adorable. <laughs> yeah. And then Aquafina calls him a chicken pig. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but I, 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 I like all the, the toddler stuff, the, the dragon and everything that shows mm. up, but it, it did seem at my first viewing, I was expecting it to seem very more ground level. And when mm. it gets into the, uh, fantastic world of like all of these mythological creatures and whatnot it, it took me out of it a little bit gotcha. this second viewing i had no problems because i knew it was going right. there and it and it seemed like it integrated quite a bit more mm-hmm. uh in, in, in a, a better way to me um but yeah i i just it, i i guess i expected more focus on martial arts fighting up mm-hmm. through the very end but then it got to and I've heard people say this a lot. It's like Marvel movies, they're a big CGI cutscene at the very end yeah. of their movies or whatever, which is like a fair point. But also it's like, you know, these are superheroes. They got yeah, to have superpowers. We don't have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have Iron Man in real life. We have yeah. to like make this character. But um, I don't know. What, what did you think about 
about the whole thing. Yeah, uh, so I have a few notes. Uh, one of them is that I, I haven't seen a lot of these special martial arts movies that are kind of influenced this or that, that kind of fighting style. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, oh, okay. Or Hero or, or anything like that. So mm-hmm. this was one of my first... Like, I've seen clips of those. I know the fighting style, like that, that flying kind of thing, and it's all like almost like dancing or it's you know it's they use the wind and stuff and they can fly in trees or whatever and like it's all like very poetic almost in the fighting style um so i feel like i would have i I would love to go watch those i just never have it's just one of those things i'm i'm lacking you know in my my cinema uh education i guess but um, they they use some of the the wire foo mm, stuff mm -hmm. like the matrix did yes i feel and i initially was taken out of it the first time i saw it Mm -hmm. because i was not really into that type of fight like i can see the wires in my head or whatever yeah where like as we've established like 20 something movies into the mcu we don't really like need that type of wire work Mm -hmm. necessarily um so but it didn't bother me so much the second time it just seemed like oh this is how it's supposed to be so. I like that because I've dealt with movies like that before. Uh, Doctor Strange, again, is is like that mm-hmm. where it's like it didn't really click with me the first time. But once I understood what they were doing, I was like, oh, OK, like I do like this. Uh, mm-hmm. And it took, a, you know, subsequent viewings um, so some kind of way. But um, I don't know that fighting style enough from other movies, but I liked it. And here I thought it was cool. Um, mm-hmm. I can see what you're saying, though, about the, the wire foo stuff and seeing that. Sometimes it's almost like the the weight of the people is off like it looks yeah. fake in that way uh but it's also like they are like they're floating on the wind or like they can maneuver wind and so it's like you kind of have to give into the magic that they're doing anyway mm-hmm. um but then you have to have that grounded in some way that you believe it as a viewer as well and that's a uh, fine line i guess so mm-hmm. um but i did like that stuff um the bus scene is one of the big ones that everybody talked about that I knew about, you know, from the trailers and stuff. And uh, I thought it was really exciting and inventive and it was fun. Um, I really like Aquafina, established in the very beginning, uh, driving that super fast car uh, around the, the San Francisco streets. And then she ends up doing this on the bus and then she ends up doing the maze later on. And mm-hmm. I like that she's just like a really fucking good driver. Um, mm-hmm. Some of it's weird with her. I think that she delivers like that that final blow with the arrow that helps like defeat the the creature at the end or whatever seems kind of too far-fetched that she just learned how to do to shoot it all and she's doing <laughs> yeah. this you know yeah. um but i like the driving stuff was established and it made sense for her character and so i thought that was fun how she takes over the bus but there's just a lot of cool stuff with that i thought it was really inventive the way they use that small space and mm-hmm. and driving in san francisco alone the, the setting of this is cool um and that's such a, a difficult city to to think about driving a bus like speed with with keanu mm-hmm. reeves and and stuff makes sense like they're in la like they're there's just like flat highways everywhere but here it's like where the fuck do you go if you have no brakes on a bus you go yeah. you're gonna trample a bunch of cars like she does you know so <laughs> right, yeah. that was kind of cool um and then yeah just like the the sky the scaffolding fight from the high rise like that kind of stuff I, I thought they were all inventive so um they they were only forgettable in the way that the whole movie was but otherwise i thought they were really fun and um it wasn't as grounded martial arts like you're you're saying which i agree mm-hmm. with that it wasn't that way especially if you have a history of the character from the comic books that sounds so much different i guess um and mm-hmm. i was just accepting everything because i don't know anything about this character or these characters at all so i was like oh there always been bracelets uh they they can like <laughs> float around and yeah. they can walk on them or they can use them to shoot themselves in the air or jump high or whatever like it was all cool so mm-hmm. um a lot of those things were just kind of fun for me 
those those two action set pieces that you described, both the bus and the scaffolding Ooh. scenes. I don't know why, but because uh, I don't really like focus on trailers as much mm. as I used to. Um, like uh, when an initial trailer comes out, I will watch it, but then I don't rewatch it over and over, sure. like I may have done in the past. Or if there's a like a second trailer that that comes out, um, unless there's some like. Like with the 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 newest Spider Man movie, they they dropped a newer trailer that had like uh, before that we had a teaser of like mm. you know you know Doc Ock shows up and then later on we got a story trailer where it's like oh here's like what the story of the movie is going to be and that shed some light on like how the mechanics of that would work. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really do that with Shang Chi. I, I watched the initial trailer, but then like somehow I I guess I just like scene online or something like that they were talking about the the bus scene and mm-hmm. the, the scaffolding thing and whatnot so when i was watching the movie the first time i was like oh i feel like i've seen this before mm. even though it was like because it was on commercials and stuff you just see yeah. that over and over again so when it got there i was like oh this is happening at the beginning of the movie i thought the bus scene mm-hmm. was going to take place later on so it it kind of confused and perplexed me a little bit it's like well where do we go from here oh we go to a magical land yeah. <laughs> okay what yeah. that threw me for a loop but it's kind of like the the first time that i saw wreck it ralph mm-hmm. uh, stick with me so <laughs> i don't know if you, have you ever seen this movie i've, I've tried I, i'm not i can't really get into it yet okay yeah so i i feel like a lot of people will get thrown for a loop where ralph he, you know he's a, a video game character and you get to see him interact with these different video game worlds but he spends the most of the time in this like uh, go-kart uh, confectionery mm. styled uh, land because that's like where the his like Sarah Silverman's character mm-hmm. whose other lead of the movie is and so that's where they're there the whole time and I think most people's expectations was he was going to go in and out of all these different video games and it wasn't mm-hmm. so people were like eh, I don't know about that but upon rewatching it you're like oh okay this is just how it is totally so when I was rewatching this movie and I, I noted the time. It takes him about an hour, or it takes them about an hour to get to Ta Lo. So half the movie is spent there. So now mm. in my brain, I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like half the movie is supposed to take place here. So it makes it a little easier to gotcha. accept. It doesn't seem so out of the blue to me at mm-hmm. that point. And um, there, you know, anytime you watch a movie the first time, especially if it's a brand new property, there's stuff that you are likely to miss the first time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff with um, Shang being raised by his father to become an assassin and go, like, kill his mother's killer, Mm -hmm. that was lost on me the first time I watched it because I was still, like, even though I was, like, watching the movie and they had this dialogue going on, in in the back of my brain, I was still, like, trying to process maybe a scene or two before, like, what that meant and, like, why they have these goddamn bracelets. Like, you know, like, are these uh, one of those... uh, why, why does he have all these swatches on his arm? Um, <laughs> He's like, you need to watch. I got to watch. You need to watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's this trench coat? This isn't realistic at all. Maybe in the third act. Man. But um, yeah, like and, and the, the whole thing with the Mandarin character, mm-hmm. uh, I, I like the, the approach to that where they were like, it's the, the head of the Ten Rings. And they didn't have a name for him. So they were like, we'll call him the Mandarin. And, you know. The, uh, when we mentioned, he's like, yeah. "Can you believe that he was made Americans afraid of an orange?" Yeah, you know, it's, like it's it was so just yeah, stupid. That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that is stupid. You know, hey, you, you got yeah. us, you got us. You know, I did like. Um, um, I yeah. I was one of the fans that liked that weird twist in Iron Man three because I had no history with the Mandarin or or, sure, or yeah. Ten Rings. I didn't care, and I thought it was so mm. unexpected and funny when it happened in that movie. 
Mm-hmm. When when Trevor Slattery like is just British and he's just like, oh oh sorry sorry hello I'm just yeah. an actor. I thought it was yeah. so funny and so and I knew that at the time they had mentioned that like that doesn't mean that the Ten Rings aren't a real organization that should be feared right. and like they're not mm-hmm. in the MCU. And now that this has come to fruition and like he's, you know, he has this cameos in here too and stuff that he's like been captured by them as like a court jester. Mm-hmm. I thought it was all really funny. And um, I'm not as like scared of Wu as I thought that they were like mentioning you would be <laughs> as like yeah. the leader of this like thousand year, you know, um, assassin society or whatever. But yeah. um, but it was cool, I guess. I liked how it all played out. Um, and I think that. Uh, ben Kingsley and that character is having a lot of fun, and I think he's pretty funny. And then his interactions with uh, Morris, uh, mm-hmm. the little chicken pig thing, uh, are really mm-hmm. funny. So I liked how that all kind of played out throughout these years. Did you know before you watched this that Ben Kingsley was going to reprise his role as Trevor Slattery in this? I feel like I might have heard like a spoiler about that a little bit, but not really. Uh, I didn't really but- expect him to show up like he did. I had heard rumors that he was going to be in it, but he shows up like 45 minutes into this fucking thing. Yeah. And so by that time, my brain had totally forgotten about it. And then by the time he shows up, I was like, oh, shit, that's right. That's awesome. He was going to be in this. Did did you anticipate as you were watching the movie the first time that he was going to be in it? Or was it a surprise when he actually showed up? I think it was a total surprise for me. Yeah, because I didn't know where it was going. And by the time I actually ended up watching this, it had been so many months since it had been out. And I hadn't seen a trailer in a long time. And I I also wasn't really watching a bunch of them anyway. So I didn't Mm -hmm. know. I was really just kind of down for the ride. I just let it take me and I didn't expect anything. So when he showed up in the the dungeon or whatever, I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. my God, like this is great or whatever. Like it was it was a surprise for me. Yeah, it seems like Ben Kingsley really likes that role as well because he gets to ham it up. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. Um, Let's talk about Win Wu uh, for a second. Like, I understand he's supposed to be like the big bad of this movie, but and people love this actor. But I got to be honest, like he does not do anything for me in this. First of all, if you're a villain and you show up wearing sandals, I'm not going to take you seriously. <laughs> if I can see your bare toes, no, nah, not doing it for me. It's one thing to like walk around your house or whatever oh, barefoot, but if you're like trying to be imposing at your uh, <laughs> death training camp uh, there and you're walking around in open-toed sandals, like you could stab me with a knife. I'm still going to like roll my eyes and be like, oh, this fucking guy, here we go. And then also, I just don't feel like, especially toward the end of the movie, I, I, I really wanted to see him become unwound mm. because he's he's hearing this voice and no one else is yeah. he's becoming more and more obsessed with his wife being alive and trying to save her and i i don't feel like there was enough uh impact of of mm-hmm. that going I forward see, yeah. especially especially like his hair was always nicely groomed mm-hmm. i feel like he could have had some like uh he could have just looked stressed the fuck out like yeah. especially toward the end um and i'm not saying like Hit the 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 bracelets could have affected his. I sorry, the rings could have affected his like uh, demeanor or whatever. Because later Sean gets them, and that would therefore affect his. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like you could have just had the the father become more and more like intense about like, yeah. especially as he like gets to that gate, thinking I just have to punch down this wall and I can rescue my wife. Mm-hmm. You you think like at that point he would just be like just full-on militant like i'm going to do this i'm going to execute this endeavor i've set out to to handle anyone who steps in my way be damned you know even if it's yeah. my children but bring in some I, russell crowe that, that guy needs to get unhinged 
You're right. <laughs> Did I just step into your body? <laughs> yeah, I can totally gains, see that. Uh, he gains 85 pounds yeah. and is in a uh, truck for no reason. Because uh, he's not very menacing, really, overall. I feel like when no. we find him, he's he's like lived for a thousand years as this, you know, ruler of the society. And, like, mm-hmm. he feels kind of, like, bored with it. But also, you know, distraught, he's still, like, mourns the death of his wife. Uh, and now that he's hearing her voice and stuff, like it could totally be that he's gotten more and more unhinged as he goes. And like by the end of the movie, I, mm. in my head, like though he looks like Dane DeHaan as the green goblin <laughs> version, you know, like that he would just be like, ah, yeah. with this like crazy yeah. hair and stuff, but like totally get you that it could have been mm. subtler than that and, and done really well. But he's pretty much just like, she's back there. I'm doing this the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I didn't think much of it, but I do agree with you. I think that would have been better. And I feel like we can all universally get on board with that, like, feeling of like, oh, I need to rescue this family member or mm. pet or, you know, whomever. Uh, they're behind this wall. I just have to do that. I just need to focus on that. And yeah, to like a stressful level. I feel like that's a universal emotion that we could all tap mm-hmm. into for that. But they just didn't, could have didn't quite it. get there. Yeah. 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 Um, real quick. Do you think the visual aspect they were going for for Dane DeHaan's Green Goblin was like, <laughs> what if it was like a booger but evil? <laughs> it's evil like boogers. if we yeah. yeah. It's like you've seen the Mucinex family, right? It's like them <laughs> but evil. Because right. they're not evil. They're just yeah. They're just trying to live yeah. their lives, commute to Look, work. Booger's gonna bug, you know? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So um I watched this on Disney Plus. I don't own the movie, but uh, on Disney Plus, they have an option. You had mentioned this on HBO Max, yeah. where they have the different features. I watched the IMAX enhanced version. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, me too. And it just, you know, fills the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there were a couple times throughout the watch where I was like, oh, I need to keep track of like when they have the the letterbox bars mm-hmm. on top and bottom. But like, you know, I just got wrapped up in taking notes and watching the movie yeah. and everything. So I didn't, but every time I would notice that it was full screen essentially. So I yeah. don't know if the whole movie is that way or, or what I was but. wondering. And I was going to ask you about that. I didn't know if you had seen this in theaters in IMAX originally, or if you just watched a regular theater, it was just regular okay. screening. Yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't IMAX. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of like the changes in the aspect ratio, like in the dark night, like I liked seeing that stuff and the bigger scenes like filled the screen or whatever. And I mm-hmm. wanted like for the dark Knight in particular, like I wanted a version of that. And I'm not sure if there is one that you can get that at home where it does mm-hmm. like fill the screen sometimes, but otherwise it's like the scope, the, the really skinny with the big black bars mm-hmm. look to it. Um, so I was super excited whenever Disney plus announced they were releasing movies this way. Um, a bunch of these Marvel mm-hmm. stuff and there's like 12 of them or something. There's a bunch. Um, and I think at this point that most of the movies that do IMAX stuff like Shang-Chi, I would imagine is, is all filmed that way, um, or all able to be released that way. I also Mm -hmm. never noticed it get skinnier again, but I think probably the further you go back, I think they, they might start with like Iron Man three or Iron Man two, uh, enhanced. And it's like in those, I imagine it's just certain scenes, but everyone that I noticed was also in this one. And, uh, I thought it was really cool. I think it's interesting because, aspect ratios have changed over time like theater exhibitors used to do it to you know to do something new to get people in the theaters right like cinemascope come Mm. watch it this way whatever and like then like tv came out and so they were like well let's go like more widescreen and now we all have hd tvs that are in that 16 by 9 ratio but so many of the movies are like that skinnier thing 
And that really works when the when the theater is so big and it fills your field of vision that it just feels mm-hmm. wider. But at home, it just yeah. feels skinnier. And I like <laughs> yeah. it. I like movies that way. Like I'm just a cinema fan. And so like there's different ways to shoot things and they have different emotions that can come from it. Sometimes they can be wrong. Sometimes they can be right. But I think for these to me, when I see the the expanded ratio, I feel like they are more epic because in my view, they're filling more of my vertical you know, senses right, yeah. than they were horizontal, mm-hmm. just horizontal. And so mm-hmm. it feels more engrossing. And I think it's pretty badass. Um, I know that Scott Derrickson, the uh, director of, of um, Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had said he, he tweeted something. He was like, I only meant for those scenes to be seen in the theater. I didn't mean for home viewing of this. So I disagree with his decision to release it this way. And I'm, I love Scott Derrickson, but I'm kind of like, I don't care what you think about it. Uh, mm-hmm. it. It is this way and they can do whatever they want. And I, for one, am happy about it because I think it looks cool. That's such a weird thought to me. Like, mm-hmm. I only meant for this to be seen in theaters. You'll be able to do that for like three months right? out of your lifetime. It's so dumb. Yeah. What a dumb argument to what, me. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? What about people who are not able, like in their town or whatever? They don't. Yeah. They have just a regular theater, but they don't have access to an IMAX. Like. Or any good these screen co- at these all. fucking like- coastal elites, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that does seem weird to me. Like, yeah. there's there's a lot of, uh, like, Christopher Nolan is that uh-huh. way as well, where he's like, oh, I meant for this to be seen in theater. Well, okay, we all have TVs in our houses, though. Yeah. So, and I, if I like the movie, I want to watch it again at home. Yeah. You know, and unless- where I can... <laughs> Where I can take a masturbation break <laughs> in the middle of it, and, eat some donuts, and then get back to it, you know? Unless you're around a theater, again, like, if you're in a big enough town that has something that is showing older movies, or or they yeah, release right. it later on for some reason, you, you're barely actually ever going to see these movies in theaters. Like, like you said, and, it's three months, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, and then, like, having to stand up in the middle of the theater yell at the projectionist to pause it so you can go crank off in the bathroom, get some popcorn, it's, come yeah. back. That's nearly impossible. Yeah. I've only been able to do it like three times. And it's embarrassing and it was like, to be around. Yeah, it really is. It. Yeah. Yeah. But they they won't show showgirls here anymore. So <laughs> Because of you. Guys, you, I'm sorry to pause it again. I know this is my fifth time, but wow. Uh-huh. Elizabeth Berkeley, she can, she can get it. Look, that pool scene, it was weird, but like just weird enough for me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to be back. You guys just hang out here for like, uh, boy, this is like time number two. Um, I'm going to recharge my batteries a little bit. Let's let's take a 45. We'll meet back here. Oh, this is gross. It's a gross conversation. Yeah, it is, Um, but it's good at home. It is. That's the point. Yes, exactly. What if we were like, yeah, you're not able to listen to this podcast at home or on earbuds i really need you to go mm. to an imax theater right because Turn it up. it's you're really gonna get like the best sound oh yeah on that that stereo system it just, it's just so it's a weird it's argument. pretentious to me yeah, yeah. i i just mm. i'm like i get that you want people to see it a certain way it's just not how things work and it's it hasn't been the way things worked for like a long time now like people right. have television since the 50s uh, you know, pretty easily. And then now with HDTVs and home theater stuff, like it's even gotten better and better at home. So mm-hmm. that's how people are going to discover things. Most of the movies I ever watched were not watched in theaters. I found them mm-hmm. on TV on a shitty, yeah. like edited TV version. I'm like, there was no talk about it then. Like, I'm glad the internet wasn't around because they would have been like, don't put commercials in my movies. And it's like, I don't know. It's just how it has, it has to happen. I don't know. It's how it mm-hmm. was. 
Um, so I think it's a weird argument, but I thought the IMAX enhanced version was really cool. I watched it the first way that way. Uh, oh, okay. when yeah. I, when I watched it back in early December and I'm excited to go watch some of the other ones that I do know and love like Iron Man two or three or whatever, and, mm-hmm. um, see the differences, um, from the movies that I do know it's a new way to watch it. It's kind of makes it more exciting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they did that for the, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, like if those I would remember be great. correctly as well. So yeah, yeah that way. I think that's neat. Yeah, fill those screens, son. Yeah, it's just a, a cool look. Um, I did want to mention specifically, you had, you had briefly brought it up, but the the different creatures that are in Talo mm-hmm. um, are just really well done. They're imaginative. They're bright, colorful. I think the the CGI is is really pretty cool. Um, but mm-hmm. in particular, the Great Protector, the dragon. I did not yeah. expect that. That's one thing I missed that they were talking. They talk about it a lot, and they mentioned that it's a dragon. Um, yeah, at the very beginning of the right. movie. I noticed that at the, the, at the beginning. I was like, oh, well, shit, they've totally. been seeing this thing. <laughs> it totally bypassed me, too. So I'm glad that, yeah, yeah. so I kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So when it, when it showed up, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It's like it Chekhov's so cool. dragon. If yeah. you show a dragon in that first scene, yeah. you got to have it go up by the third. <laughs> the third act, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Um, but... I love dragons. I, I think as as cre- like mythical creatures or whatever, they're one of my very favorites. It's just really cool, and, and I like seeing them in different ways in different movies. I was thinking about the different versions of dragons that I've seen over time. Um, I'm a big fan of the movie Dragonheart uh, with Dennis Quaid, and that dragon's Sean Connery. And um, mm-hmm. I think now I, I'd be curious to go watch it again. It's been a long time, but um, the CGI was pretty, pretty great at the time, and I remember just liking the design of it. Um, and then there's like Reign of Tomorrow, um, the Christian Bale, Matthew McConaughey movie where like rain of fire, rain of fire. That's right. Yeah. What did mm-hmm. I say? Yeah. I know rain of tomorrow. Rain of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is mm-hmm. not a good title. Um, so glad. They call I don't it know. I like fire. it. We can workshop it. We can make that happen. <laughs> rain of fire. Um, I like the dragons in that one too. Like I just like seeing them in different ways. Um, there's so mm-hmm. many more that I haven't seen and everything, but that, those are just two that came to my mind when I watched this one. I gotta be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, dragons being in game of thorns is like a huge draw for me and i just like Good if point. they if they can make a supercut of just the dragon right. scenes <laughs> i'd be all in i think that's funny too like i love lord of the rings i love dragons it seems like a lot of the things from game of thrones uh would appeal to me but i just don't care to watch it and then it ended so poorly that i'm like i made the right decision <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna sink my time into right. this fucking thing people are like oh there's a lot of nudity there's a whole internet filled yeah, with nudity. i got that covered yeah, there should, be like girls, a okay? por- there should be like a porn hub for dragons. Oh, yeah. We call it Dragon Hub. Dragon it's just like hub. show all the dragon scenes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah be rad. Um, but I have never seen, I, I don't know of a movie that has like the Chinese version of the dragons where they're like a lot longer yeah. with like mm-hmm. like short legs and they they move like ribbons in the air. Like it's just a yeah. different look. Like like the Dragonheart dragon is like a, an English dragon. It's like a brute force, spiky, you know, big wings and stuff. And this thing, mm. I just thought the design and the the CGI for this dragon, I thought was just fucking spectacular. I, I loved every moment that it was on screen. I loved when uh, his sister is riding around on it. Uh, and then he rides around on it like it mm-hmm. was and, and it was thrilling and exciting. And I just thought the design of it like I was so glad uh, that was like the one thing I really looked forward to rewatching it. And I was so glad to see it come on screen again. I, I got like giddy. Um, I just think it's super cool. When they introduce the dragon, like I've mentioned this before on the podcast where I don't like underwater things. It skews me out, mm. you know, uh, when 
Shang is like in the water and you see the dragon's like head show up underwater. Oh, yeah. I would have just I would have shit all of the, <laughs> the, the water just goes the out of my body. <laughs> yeah. I it still creeped me out. Like I went back ten seconds twice last night to watch it and it's ske- like oh, I, yeah. I, I can it's feel like, like goosebumps. Oh yeah. my god, it's it it's so, so creepy. creepy. It's like the nicest, most friendly dragon is there <laughs> right. to like help out. You're like Peers up its head. It's like, hey, bud, yeah. you need some help. I still would have like shit all over myself seeing that. It's it's just uh, something about seeing something uh, unknown yeah. or, or something uh, that has the potential to be frightening uh, that that freaks me out. There's a, a scene in uh, Finding Nemo where they <laughs> see something like fade into the the uh-huh. from the background into the foreground that that creeps me out. That's awesome. Something about water, but yeah, That's like a good-looking movie too it has good CGI. You yeah, know, so absolutely. Yeah. Um, the 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 thing with the dragon like the first time it took me out of it this time i liked it a lot better made more sense i understood what was going on i was like oh i feel like i didn't watch this movie the first time but i did um and and the the whole thing with the 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 evil dragon that looks more like Mm -hmm. a a dragon you and i might uh know you know with the big like bat wings and that stuff looks more reptilian um it by the time like shang chi uh, fists the rings into his body. <laughs> yeah. And he's like flying up in the air and like spinning around and all this stuff. The first time I was like, I don't understand what the fuck is going on. But I didn't realize he was controlling the rings. Mm. And mm-hmm. like by the time he like does his final pose, he explodes the dragon and there's like purple blood guts, tits and ass all over the place. <laughs> um, it's uh, I, I, I don't know. Man. I feel like I know for a fact I watched every frame of this movie the first time, but the second time it finally like, crystallized my mind right like on. what it was and i wish i was one of those people who like mitch over at the terror table i feel like on his show he he mentioned that he saw shang chi and he he really liked it and i was like man i don't i don't get like what am i missing mm-hmm. i think that it's just like one of those things my brain took a while to acclimate yep. to it um again not to say there's not stuff i dislike about the movie but like i feel like at this point there's more stuff that I enjoyed about the movie than I disliked about mm-hmm. it. Right on. That's, that's so, great. Yeah. And it, I'm glad I watched it a second time. Yeah, totally. I, I think that mm-hmm. that totally makes sense. I totally get why you're saying that, you know, you didn't understand like what they were doing, the context of it, the, you know, mm-hmm. the feeling of it or whatever. And then, and also missing things like I, like you and I both totally missed that. They even talk about a dragon like multiple times. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And, um, <laughs> Which is weird. They, they should have had the director just like pause it, walk right. on screen, be like, hey, dipshit. There's, there's going to be a fucking dragon <laughs> coming up. We're saving this for a reason, dumbass. I know, because I remember them. Uh, I remember the first time I watched it, they kept talking about the great protector, great protector. And then they show up. Like, like, oh, condoms. Right. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> the dragon shows up later on. And I was like, oh, the great protector's a dragon? Wow. <laughs> like, I remember, like, being so wowed by learning that at the very end. And then it's like, yeah. no, that's in there. It's like from the, yeah, like, opening from scene. From the get-go. So funny. Yeah. But, uh, the mom's like, yeah. Sean, there's a dragon. Yeah. There's going to be a dragon coming up in two hours. Just the, just for you. That's hilarious that you and I both missed that, though. It's so weird. I do like the the end, though, with that other dragon and stuff. Uh, again, I was like, when he comes out and they start fighting and they're, like, using water magic and stuff to fight each other and whatever, mm-hmm. I was like, this is just a kaiju fight now. Like, I, I totally did not expect that in Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it was all exciting and, and fun and in a different way than I expected it to go because I just really mm-hmm. had zero expectations uh, of it being, like, if you expect like a grounded martial arts fighting movie and you got this, like that's totally different, but I just went into it blind mm-hmm. and I was like, this has a kaiju fight. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, and, and, and going back to the, 
to the magical thing like on the the, the first hour of it, it takes place in our world and when i was re-watching the the bus scene and the mm. scaffolding scene um you know within the context of the movie last night it like those fights are so good and like that's all hand to hand sure there's some cgi with razor fist and whatnot yeah. but like um, and you know, like the, the bus and is, is a big action piece. And on the extras, it, it looks like it took uh, a couple of weeks to film. Yeah. And we should also mention that part of this movie was filmed during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think they, they filmed for like a couple of months and then the pandemic broke out. So they went back to it at a certain point and, and finished up some of it. But, um, I believe the bus bus scene was like one of the final things they completed mm-hmm. before the pandemic broke out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like that the whole thing, the choreography for the whole thing, like again, I don't know why I didn't get it the first time, but it it looks <laughs> it looks great. You know? Um yeah. it it just it's it's very it's just very well done. Um and then the scaffolding scene, um he fights the uh, the character called Death Dealer mm-hmm. and which is a like a deep cuts Marvel character I had not heard of until I looked it up as I was watching this last night. It's like the oh, masked yeah, this one? character. Yeah. yeah, that thing is creepy. I think it looks fucking badass. Mm. I, I love the look of that character. Yeah. I was like, man, I hope they show up in the next one. And then I forgot <laughs> that they get their soul done, evicted from their body oh, in this yeah. movie. I was going to say, I couldn't remember how they actually left. So I was like, is it a Darth Maul mm. situation? They were just cut in half. They'll come back maybe later on. Yeah, right. he's going to answer the phone with a lightsaber. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, like that, that scaffolding scene, uh, it, like the choreography on that is is really good as well and then he he fights the death dealer inside that building and then his dad shows up and uh the all the hand-to-hand stuff mm-hmm. works really nicely and then by the time you transfer into talo you're in a magical land anyway sure let's get some magic rings going yep. you know it's like oh okay this is how everything pieces <laughs> together whereas yeah i i think my initial expectations were how is this hand-to-hand martial arts combat mm. uh choreography going to work in the marvel universe and it's like well it'll work like this but it's going to be <laughs> a lot of spectacle yeah. they're going to fight like in a bus going downhill for a while and then they're going to fight up the side of a building um on scaffolding and that's that's how you make that work and then it gets magical after that you know yeah and and with that too i'm i am curious like we said earlier about seeing shang chi with the rest of the avengers eventually and fighting Mm -hmm. beside them is going to be really interesting Mm -hmm. and cool i think that i'm looking forward to seeing that sort of fighting style and then i always love the way that marvel like they'll have like a new costume probably next time and like he'll have learned how to use the rings differently and better and It'll be really cool to see what else they come up with and invent um, mm-hmm. for the the future movies of how he'll use his powers and stuff. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. I feel like this was certainly an origin story, and he just got the rings. Mm-hmm. We don't we really didn't see much with them, so it'll be so much more. Yeah, and I don't want to say from the jump like I knew he was going to eventually get these rings because his character design on the poster <laughs> gives him those like short little like baseball. Uh, shirt sleeves, uh-huh. you know, that like stop just after the the crook of his arm bends oh, on his yeah, elbow. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, he's got plenty of room to fit those rings <laughs> on his wrists. He's definitely going to make that right. happen. Um, uh, before we we go here, I, I do want to mention the uh, the the mid and post credit oh, scenes, but sure. also his sister yeah. in this movie. I I didn't realize that she was going to be this much of a presence. I didn't realize I know her story at all. The first time I was, I watched this, but she has her own tunic that she gets. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a white tunic instead of red. And, um, she's like a, a big character in this. And I'm looking forward to seeing where she goes. I like that. They set up the story that she is 
there as well. She's hurt by her her mother getting killed, but her father doesn't focus on her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because she's younger. I have reason to suspect it's because she's a girl and yeah. he doesn't want to like focus on her as much um, as far as like training and, and all that stuff to become an assassin. She can't, it's like, yeah, maybe that's, she can't maybe, fight. But I'm like of two minds. I'm like, well, it's shitty that he wouldn't train his daughter to become an assassin. And then I'm like, oh, he you shouldn't train your you children to become assassins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, oh, well, maybe you got to do like, it for one. You got to do it for all of them. You got to treat them equally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you can't split genders. Come on now. But um, but she's pretty I, I badass. Like, yeah, I like her a lot. Oh man, she was she was great. By the time she they show up in the like underground fighting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, that's like way above ground. Right. It's like above ground <laughs> fighting, right? Uh, it doesn't sound nearly as cool though. Yeah, such yeah. a weird underworld to be an overworld. But uh-huh. uh, when they show up there and she pretty much kicks Shang Chi's ass, yeah. uh, that's that shows that she has taken it upon herself to do all this training. And then, um, you know, for the 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 post credit scene where um, it's understood, like toward the end of the movie, that she's supposed to oh, disband yeah, yeah. The, the Ten Rings, but she becomes the leader of the Ten Rings. I'm like, fuck, yeah, dude, I want to see where this shows up next. You know? Yeah, I certainly love um, her a lot. Uh, Zhaoling, I think mm-hmm. um, she was a much bigger role than I expected. Like you said, she had a much bigger like um she had a much bigger role in the end fight and just so much of it that i didn't expect and they didn't really talk about it almost seemed like mm-hmm. at some point that it should have been like shang chi and Xiaoling instead of just shang chi in the, in the ledger of the yeah, know, like, yeah it really was an origin story for both of them um, right and i love how it ends up with her like what is she gonna do now leading the ten rings mm-hmm. and stuff and kind of staying in the underworld it reminded me of the um i can remember her name, uh, agent whatever a seven or 11 or whatever that that becomes uh uh and falcon the winter soldier that we find out oh 13 13 yeah, yeah. agent 13 yeah um agent 711 yeah got it um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um agent 13 like she's also like a criminal mastermind and leading this underworld and stuff and i'm like oh like they could cross over at some point like their factions mm-hmm. could or whatever um i like how much world building they're doing in, in the mcu now like we're learning so much more and not just like that they're finally like an Asian, like like we did with the Black Panther and in, in Africa, mm-hmm. like they have like an Asian and, and um, you know, origin, <laughs> Asian origin for a story or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. They're expanding the whole world now and it's and it's exciting or whatever. And I really like what we'll find out with her because she was Shaoling was like really fucking cool. Um, yeah, much more like I didn't expect any. I didn't know she even had a, he even had a sister from the trailers and stuff. And then she <laughs> right, was like yeah. a huge role. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be cool. Um, do you think when Agent Seven Eleven kills someone, <laughs> she goes, "Thank you, come again"? That's <laughs> a slurpee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, at the 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 underground fighting ring, uh, we see Wong fighting oh, the yeah. Abomination. Did you know that's supposed to be the Abomination no. from the Incredible Hulk movie? Okay. Now that you mentioned that, I remember hearing that the abomination was brought back for something, but I had mm-hmm. no clue that that's what that was supposed to be. It's is it because that, it's much better CGI now? It's much better CGI. It's been redesigned yeah. uh, similarly to the way the Hulk was redesigned once Mark Ruffalo uh, came on board as the character. Uh-huh. So they were like, you know what, fuck it. He looked like honestly, he looked like an angrier booger in that <laughs> that first Incredible Hulk movie. So boogers. we'll make him. Uh, yeah, he he looks very much comics accurate in in this movie. Okay. He's got the weird fins on the side of his head. He looks more Hulk like and less mm. slimy. Does it have an exposed rib cage? Yeah, uh, weird yeah. Choices I'll take in that. that movie. 
But um, but he's I, also I love like that. Since, like uh, Wong talks to him like he's like you're supposed to pull your punches and stuff when mm-hmm. they leave after that. Like I had no clue that's supposed to be abomination because abomination was like on a rampage. That was like his mm-hmm. whole point, right? It's like it like got to his head yeah. too, and he's he mentally went crazy. He's he's been up to something, I guess. Maybe we'll, we'll find out later on. Um, but I I like that they well they they redesigned the character, but I also like that Wong mm. has become like a prominent presence. He's great, man. Yeah, yeah. BD Wong is so fucking rad, yeah, dude. He's, he's um, pretty sweet. I felt like I almost uh, revealed some information, but I, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. So, um, I, uh, I, I guess we should just move on to the the, the other credits, the, the mid credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, so as you mentioned, um, we've we've got BD Wong that comes in at the end of this, and uh, he he takes Shang and Katie as they're like trying to regale their their friends with their adventure they just went on and they're in disbelief benedict wong oh what did i say you said bd wong and i was like oh does wait. he go by that yeah. bd wong is the dude from jurassic park and oh my god benedict wong. that's another wong i know i oh was like god, I, that might wongs. be that guy i just wanted to because i couldn't remember either i wanted to double check so yeah benedict wong oh yeah thank you yeah, yeah. and they both have bd in there so it's hard anyway yeah yeah yeah, it's that's weird. not on me. Yeah. That's on <laughs> actors. All of you. Change your names, goddammit. Uh, yeah. God damn it. We're trying to run a podcast here. This, this is going out to the IMAX theaters. You kidding me? You're gonna make me look like an idiot. So uh yeah, Benedict Wong, thank you. Yeah. Uh, he he absconds with them to a place and uh we find out where on the mid credit scene, which is uh there's a, a council that's been put together of uh Wong. We've got Bruce Banner. We've got Captain Marvel mm-hmm. there, and they're examining the rings to figure out what their origin was, what they are, etc. We find out that those rings are a beacon. Oh, for what? We don't know. I know it's exciting. That's setting things up. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that might be something you knew about, like where that was going to head. But then now I find out all these are kind of made from the movie, um, the, the rings mm-hmm. and stuff, the way they are at least. So I guess it's all kind of yep. new for everybody, which is kind of fun. But yeah. um, it was cool to see those people in there. And mm-hmm. I again, I just want to see him actually with them at some point, you know, fighting alongside them or working alongside them. would yeah. be interesting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they set up a cool mystery. I'm excited to see what they find out about the rings and like, yeah, who that beacon is going to. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of exciting ideas they're working with here. I just I need mm-hmm. to see where they're going first to get, you know, fully on board and excited about it. So. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Well, we know that the rings have been on the planet for a long time. Yeah. They said they're much right. older than the thousand years that their father had them. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'd be intriguing to, to find out more about that and how it all play into everything. Like they they mm-hmm. they always have shown that they are really inventive with bringing things together and why things mean things. And, you know, this person brought up this thing in this movie, but then like three movies later, it might come to fruition. So I, I, I trust yeah. Kevin Feige and their plan. Um, I'm just not sure what it is yet. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll have to see. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Any other Very notes exciting. for you then? Uh, nah, we can we can go ahead and cut it there. I know we're running long here. Yeah, no, right. But this, yeah. it worked mm-hmm. out really well, though. I, I've had mm-hmm. a blast talking about this with you. I, I didn't know you didn't seem like you hated the movie by any stretch the first time either. You just didn't really care for it that much. So I expected this to be mm-hmm. more of that kind of conversation. Just like you just kind of being like, meh, and me being like, well, it was pretty cool, but neither of us really, like, sold one way or the other, and yeah. uh, it's been really, I, I like that the second viewing kind of helped you out, 
And then uh, mm-hmm. my second viewing also was just kind of enhanced it a little bit more. Um, yeah. And uh, IMAX enhanced it, you might say. And, oh my uh, God. I know. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but it was, a, I think this was a blast, man. I, I like talking about this with you. I'm, I'm sorry it took so long and I'm excited to, to talk about more Marvel stuff coming up. So. No, it, it really worked out because I needed some time to digest it. I think a second right. viewing helped out. I, I didn't want to come off too hot, uh, you know, that, that first time. I know back in the day we would go see the movies the opening weekend and we'd come back and, mm-hmm. and talk about it. Um, and it's good if you like if you like the movies. <laughs> Sometimes right. not. You know, maybe it doesn't hold up as, as well. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, recency bias is a thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this I, I feel like having some time to think about it the first time and then watch it a second time, digest it and then talk about it with you, um, has, has helped out yeah, and, that's and great. Uh, makes me feel better about humanity. Mm. Um, humanity as well. Uh, we're, we're all included there. Yeah. Q non gender specific <laughs> manatee. So Q and on. No, no, not them though. Okay, good. No, good, good, good. Well, can it be Q and on if like, we're all aware of it? Yeah. You're not really a non guys. Yeah. Do you even know what that word means? Mm-hmm. They're like, no, I I have a conspiracy theory about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah. Well said. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah, we we put this one off for a while. I mean, I watched it in December, but we had other plans for, for things then. So we kind of just mm-hmm. tacked it on here. But um, it kind of worked out great, too, because now this is January 9th that we're recording this. And... Um, uh, we had talked before the show or whatever, like if we wanted to keep going with Marvel stuff. So we decided next week we will do Eternals because Eternals comes out on the 12th. So by the time that episode airs, mm-hmm. uh, it will be on Disney Plus and people can watch that as well. So check us out next week when we review Eternals. And we will also talk about the uh, a little more in depth about the Marvel TV show, um, What If, which I'm excited to talk. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch some of those again or, or read about them again because that yeah. had a lot of cool cool stuff going on. Um, so yeah, we're going to do, keep the, the Marvel stuff up a little bit and, uh, I'm excited for that because I, now that it's almost out, I'm finally getting excited for Eternals just to talk to you about it specifically. Like I told you off air, uh, they tried something, yeah. you know, what um, does that mean? I gotta know. Yeah. I'm excited. Th- there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, Marvel never tries anything new. It's like, well, they tried something <laughs> new. It seems like you guys didn't like it. You know? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm of two minds. I'm, I'm very interested to watch this a second time because even though I was, uh, I, I, I don't know what I thought about it the first time. I, part of me enjoyed it. Part of me was, uh, also perplexed mm-hmm. about it, yep. uh, but like in a different way than Shang-Chi, but man, they, uh, they tried something for sure. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that holds up upon second viewing for me and first viewing for you because yeah. there's. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of characters I know, that you get introduced yeah. to. Yeah. That's the thing I think mm-hmm. I wasn't that expi- excited about. I was like, it feels like we're starting over brand new a long time mm-hmm. ago with a huge fucking team of people. And now I got to learn so much mm-hmm. stuff. And I just wasn't excited about it. So I'm intrigued by mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, and I'm finally getting a little excited about watching it. But really, it's just because I want to I want to talk about it with you. I want to I want to yeah. know what you're hinting at here, you know, and mm-hmm. what I've, I've heard hinted at from other people, too. So. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. So yeah, join us next week for that as we review some more Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, as usual, all the info to contact us if you'd like to is in the show notes. You can also rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is appreciated. And uh, man, I had a blast today. I'm glad that we uh, finally got to review this movie, and I'm glad that it worked out better for a second time for you. So same, yeah, yeah. It was cool. a, a good conversation, and um, yeah, 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's the a, words I have. That yep. is exactly right. I agree with that sentiment 100%. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Out with the think at the like in Dragonheart there was a part where Sean Connery to Dennis Quaid's character whom I've looked up and is named Bowen do you think there's like a cut scene where he's like Bowen Bowen hey it's me a Chinese dragon I was a Spaniard in Highlander now I'm Chinese (laughs) you can tell by my accent yes a lot of people call me Scrooge McDuck, but I'm like, what? I was going to bring that up, too. I didn't know if that was in the outtakes or what. I, I don't I remember no where it was were. now at this point. I think it was the outtakes. So you're saying that here. Scrooge McDuck lives with a dragon in mm-hmm. Cali Soda. In Cali Soda, Cali yeah. Soda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Sean Connery is that dragon. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's all canon. Calisota, where the wind comes sweeping from dragon's wings. Oh, right, man, mm-hmm. getting that karaoke started. Again. That's right. Keep listening. There's outtakes coming yeah. out. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. People are going to love it. They're going to love it. Speaking of, of karaoke, real quick, one one final note I had is uh, when they're singing karaoke at the beginning of the movie, which is a thing that like Asian people do, from what I understand, yeah. like it's a, a pastime. Yeah. Uh, one of the songs they do... This old town road, baby. Oh, hell damn yeah! It, I know I heard yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. "Damn it, it's catchy. I'll give it to him. Fine." Mm-hmm. Look, they they jump like right into the chorus of it. Yeah, it's on there for like eight to twelve seconds, and then then you're out of there. Yeah, it's not so offensive. What? How dare you? I still just can't believe you like that. You don't like country music. I just it's wild. Well, it turns out I do like country music. Yeah. I guess <laughs> country music right. produced by Lil Nas X. Yeah. <laughs> And Nine Inch Nails. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Man. It's, it's sometimes when you see these collabs and it's like, uh, this artist, X, this artist, it's like Lil Nas X, X, X. Nine Inch Nails? <laughs> okay. Weird. Equals country music? Okay. <laughs> I guess. This is a long title for people involved in this. This this doesn't make any sense at all, but God damn it. Man, they make it One on a word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, can't deny that. No. You can try, but it won't do you any good. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Bobby <laughs> Bowen I'm Chinese <laughs> And they were just like you know what Let's just have an action cartoon featuring animals Yep Ninja Turtles seem to work so let's do it Yeah. Let's throw them in there and man, I, We really swallowed all of them huh mm-hmm. Yep Yes Did it Did it stop <laughs> okay. That was great because- <laughs> I don't know if you heard me when I said we really swallowed the ball and it froze. And then you just came back five seconds later like, yes. Oh. (laughs) Record? Oh, yeah. There we go. Brent, um, last week, I don't know know why I had a note for this uh, in my notes. You know, we write them down for the movie and I had this already set up for me this week. So this morning I looked up for you. Um, Apparently last week you asked me to look up one, two, three in Italian. 
right? Ah. See? <laughs> See, I don't know if that's yes. I don't know what that means there. Uh, but it's close. You know, I, I, want, I almost took a stab at it, too, when you asked about it. I remember that. Um, I don't remember exactly the, the context of all of these notes, but mm-hmm. I remember being like, it's probably like Uno is like one, right? Or Un. Like, they're all kind of like that besides yeah. English. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it is Uno. And then two is Due. And three is Tre. So Uno, Due, Tre. Okay. We're, okay. we're Italian. Sure. Spaghetti okay. is four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it is just like quattro, but like quattro formaggi would be like four cheeses, and then mm-hmm. you can put that on your spaghetti. Oh so yeah, of course. Either of course. way, it does work that way. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know why this would not also be in Italian, or why the first ones would not be in Spanish. But you also asked me to look up record in Spanish, which I looked up as grabar. Right. <laughs> I'm really good at Spanish words. Grabber. I tr- I trill those R's no matter what. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. If it tells me to or not. Grabber. <laughs> you do them on both ends. Of course. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. to. You got to. Yeah. I mean, if if Aunt Cardi B has taught us anything, <laughs> it's just to trill whenever you can. Trill, baby, trill. I can't you know? do her thing at all, but I can do these grabbers. <laughs> you know? You got to work your way up to an over. <laughs> Oh, oh, is that? Do it again. One more time. Do it again. Oh, oh, yeah. There that was you okay, go. Right. That was, oh, gonna, oh, yeah. I feel like a bird. I really feel like I had to like move my neck around a lot to get that sound uh, to come out. I mean, you have to. Yeah, you got to work that uh, Cubano influence in there, Mike. Oh wow, that was. <laughs> you want to be as really Cuban as Al Pacino in Scarface? Oh, great. Yeah, just really like work for it. So, Pretend you're an Italian man who's also <laughs> pretending they're Cuban. <laughs> You know, you just made me realize that I was going to be like, oh, and Cubans have cocaine in their nose. And I realized that's not a Cuban thing. That is just a Scarface thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't appropriate other, you know, cultural things just from movies onto their culture, I guess. Huh? No, I think it's OK. OK. Yeah. OK with being associated with cocaine. Cool. Yeah, I think we're, cool. we're all universally OK with that. We always yeah. just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> you know, uh, honestly, it's like. Um, you have to think a little bit more. Like if you said something to me about Indian people, but like in a joking manner, mm-hmm. I know you're not, you don't have like hate in your heart. So I'd be right. like, well, I guess that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> a little un- uncomfortable, but you know, I, th- I feel like, I feel like I could trust you in with this. I do feel like that's sometimes the, the difference, right? Mm-hmm. The hate in the heart, the, or the whatever, any kind of malice or whatever, or just, you know, looking down on other people. But if you're just mm-hmm. genuinely cu- curious and then trying to, um, you know, not appropriate things or not, not make fun of things, but just try to understand them. Like the, I told you, I looked at pronunciations today for the show mm-hmm. and I hope I did well as this comes after those, you know, uh, I'm going to try my best not to butcher them, but I was like, I try my best, but if I try to also say it like them, then I feel like I'm being racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, weird. It, I mean, given the context, um, if you've ever seen Saoirse Ronan's name oh, spelled out, totally. it does not look like that. Like, yeah. the first time I, like, read her name, I'm like, yeah, I was like, I don't know what this is. And then I heard somebody say Saoirse. I was like, that's not what that is. This is no fucking way. Somebody, spoiler alert, that's not what that name sounds like. This lady's on crack. They know fucked up. Yeah. You know, she has a great segment on uh, the Colbert show or the, like the late night with Stephen Colbert um, of uh, saying like Irish names like hers. And then they mm-hmm. have them like on, on cards and he's trying to say them. 
but the more they say them like the more he says her name she's like you're getting further away like yeah yeah <laughs> it's hard but it's like her name's pretty rad yeah i used to call her swarzy that's swarzy. what i thought when i read it swarzy <laughs> yeah swarzy Roden. oh man she's mm-hmm. so good yeah oh she was great in roadhouse <laughs> yeah. oh wait that was swayze sorry i got confused see she's the irish swayze though you know yeah yeah the, yeah, the irish swayze <laughs> Um, so, okay. So we'll, 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 we'll count it down. We've already started recording, unfortunately mm. for the listener, yeah. but we'll, we'll count it down again yeah, just for it. posterity's sake. Oh, and sweet. you know, just to be as problematic as possible. Oh, I yeah. mean, this is like, honestly, <laughs> with the things that I've got planned coming up, this is, this is not even a little bit problematic. <laughs> so we'll, we'll do, uh, one, two, three in Italianese uh, and uh, then go to Spanish for record. Yep. I apparently. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. So we'll we'll uh pretend like we're resetting here. So we'll record on tray. <laughs> Una dua tre grabar. Oh wow, see you really got that trill in there. Lady. Grabar. Chewy, do it, blue it, grabar. I didn't know Scrooge McDuck was Spanish. That's interesting. A lot of people don't. Uh-huh. I, I mean, like, you think about him, like, coming from Scotland in mm-hmm. continuity, but, like, he was transplanted there from yeah. Espanol, a, you know? Yeah, and then he Espana. got to America. Mm-hmm. Or wait, does that all take place in Scotland? He's he's just from Scotland. Mm-hmm. He's a duck. Did he fly here by himself, or does he fly in planes? What? I think he got on a boat. Lore? It was, like, boat... Uh, stowaway times back in the day oh, okay cool mm-hmm. and he just made it over to uh i believe the state that the fictional state that mm. he resides in is calisota so oh wow yeah duckburg calisota usa wow, i never knew that for real uh-huh that's yeah. amazing mm-hmm. that's what i know instead of like i don't know math <laughs> state capitals you're like, actually, uh, Scrooge McDuck's birthplace in Scotland uh, is also a fictional place. But here, let me lay it out. Population mm-hmm. starts. Yeah. <laughs> Their main exports are. Yeah. <laughs> got it down to a science. Yeah. 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 Are you thinking of going to Calisota? Oh, this is a bad oh. time of the year for that. No, oh, you got to yeah. wait. Got to wait for the spring harvest. You really got to wait for Smarch. Mm-hmm. It's oh, the best Smarch month. is the best. <laughs> yeah. Man, All fantastic. Right. Um, Stephen, I was going to ask you, oh, yeah. uh, especially with the, the, the topic we just discussed a long time ago, um, mm-hmm. the karaoke. Have you ever done oh. this before? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Karaoke. Mm-hmm. Do you have a go-to song for karaoke? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, got, I mean, I, I got a couple, maybe. Mm-hmm. Do you have any that don't have the N-word in them? Oh, that really narrows it down. Yeah. <laughs> I have come across those in karaoke situations and stu- stared right in the face of a black person in front of me and he encouraged it. And I was like, I can't. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's a trap. <laughs> I was like, R-r-r-r. I just like mm-hmm. stopped talking. I was like, R-r-r-r. you know, like a yeah. radio edit and live. It, um, it used to be that you could sub in the word ninja, but now I feel oh, like that's appropriating a whole different that. culture. <laughs> so. Yeah, you really. There's just a lot of a lot of things to skate around for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, what, yeah. Um, the the dynamite hack um, acoustic version of Boys in the Hood. That's what well, I was thinking. I yeah, feel like that was that's a big one that, for me uh, for a long time. You've done mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. And then the yeah. the Lonely Island. Uh, I'm on a boat. 
Oh, yeah. I did mm-hmm. that one for a long time when that was super popular, and everybody just went fucking nuts for that song. I think that was the... There was, like, an N-word in that song, I think, whenever um, T-Pain is on there, maybe? Mm-hmm. And that that was when I was really into it, and I... <laughs> I, I looked I remember looking at one of our friends and and he was like, yeah, say it. And then I looked at this black gentleman in front of me and he was like really into it. And I was just like, rrr, 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 rrr. like, and that's what I couldn't do it. He was on a boat. Yeah, <laughs> you could always just get to the end and be like, nope. And, then, <laughs> and I was like record scratch. Yeah. Like, DJ, mm-hmm. I didn't know you had that. He's like, yeah, I, I just, don't. It's all fake. <laughs> yeah. I got scared. I got scared for you. Grind it to a halt. Um, I've I've never done karaoke, but you know, I, no, no, I don't. Oh, wow. uh, well, yeah, uh, I've never been uh, in that, that place in my life. But mm. I feel like uh, I would not do it by myself. But I would uh, go up there with a uh, another person or mm-hmm. a group of people. And I thought, you know what? If Stephen and I got up there, I bet we could do something. We could make oh, it fun. Yeah, you know, that could be really and fun. Do you know? What song you and I might do together? Do you have one in mind? Is there something that you think we um, could? Well, when you sell? mention that, uh, mm-hmm. a few percolated up. I thought of, but do you have one in mind already? Because I'm excited, Stephen. I have potentially two oh, songs please. that I, I think would would work. Um, honestly, I think for a group of guys, uh, two or more, but I think a group could uh, could make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. Oh. Yeah. Like, if you really sell it, I think that would be so fucking funny. People would just have fun with it, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Regardless of singing ability, if you just, like, Mm -hmm. lean into it hard, people would be into it. So you've never karaoke'd, so there are different versions, you know, out there. There's, like, the full bar where it's just, like, everybody's doing that that night, and you just, Mm -hmm. like, sign up or whatever. There's also, like, private room karaoke, which can be fun. It's just you and your friends, and, like, you don't have to worry about any, like, strangers or, like, being embarrassed because everybody's just in your party. So those can be really cool, too. Uh, but I feel like if you do the full bar version and you throw on any NSYNC or Backstreet Boys, you're going to be drowned out by all of at least the ladies singing along. Probably a lot of the fellas. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's going to have a good time singing that. So you won't even be embarrassed because, like, everybody's going to be singing along. So mm-hmm. the alternate, the one that sprang to mind first. Mm-hmm. And I heard the song a couple of times earlier this week. And I was just like, yep, this is the one. If it ever happens, this is the go to. I'm excited. Steven, I feel like the song that you and I would do at karaoke would be Hold On by Wilson Phillips. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I'm telling you, you get to Swing that bridge where it's just the drums and the vocals. Oh yeah. You get people clapping. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. I can hear it right now. I don't want to sing it because we're not mm-hmm. at karaoke right now. No. And we're it's almost like I can rooms. hear it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But man, hold on. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a great song. I'm with you. It ya. is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got... Um, Whenever we uh, uh, are cooking in the the well kitchen, duh. Uh, we've got, <laughs> We're cooking in the bathroom. <laughs> we got like an open concept house, so we can see like into our living room at yeah. our TV while we're in the kitchen. And uh, again, when I say when I'm cooking, uh, mm-hmm. it's my wife mm-hmm. and I, and it's really just me like handing my wife like utensils and like uh-huh. packages of like food or whatever to make. Um, but I'll turn on Apple Music on my TV, mm. and uh, we've got a, a playlist going, and our 90s playlist has oh, that yeah. song on there. And on Apple Music, it'll display the lyrics as it's going through. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it, like, watching the lyrics. Like, it never really occurred to me what the lyrics were or whatever. Uh, yeah, I've never really thought I was about like, it. God damn. 
this I feel inspired. Like oh, this song wow. should be a thing where like especially with like suicide prevention and that type of thing, mm-hmm. it feels like that could be an anthem oh, for it's like, that. Hold on. Yeah. Huh. And also if like you're having a shitty day, you know what? Today will or tomorrow will be better. Uh-huh. You know? Just just hold on for no, not a two more. One more. One more day. Hold on for one more day. Um, yeah, it's very yeah. inspiring. It's just like, oh Never my god, about it. positive message. Uh, you've got a just a great overall song. Mm-hmm. Uh, that bridge is fantastic. Just, oh yeah. How can you not? And then like every time I watch Bridesmaids, I know that's. The, I was gonna the, bring it up. Mm-hmm. The end of that movie. Holy shit! It really reinvigorated that song for me all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it's like it's so funny like. Just uh, watching uh, Kristen Wiig and and Maya Rudolph singing together, they look like actual best friends who are like, mm-hmm. we just fucking made this movie. Wilson Phillips is here. Yeah, I know. Like, we made our <laughs> dreams come true. It looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hell Don't yeah. Sell it. I'm uh, with you, man. Have you have you uh, got a separate song? Well, I think those are great. My my initial inclination was like a, a Weird Al song. You know, oh, some, that'd some be version. stupid. <laughs> yeah, there's so many there that to choose from. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that could That's be good. Uh, but mm-hmm. then I thought maybe you were going to lead into uh, some Beastie Boys for us. Oh or, my uh, god! Right? Yeah. Like I got so into. It. I brought it up by the way to my brother Danny uh, when we visited in Denver because my older brother Jeff, I remember liking like Fight for Your Right and that kind of era. And then mm-hmm. uh, Danny is a little bit younger, and I remember him liking um, like the '90s more, like uh, like Sabotage for sure, for sure, and stuff like that, and uh, Intergalactic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I asked him about it. I was like, "Hey, did you like that?" And he was like, "Oh, I used to like them a lot, you know, that era, like I said, like Sabotage and stuff." But he never really mm-hmm. messed with the earlier stuff. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I gotta ask Jeff about it because I listened to it and it blew my goddamn mind, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in love with it." There's so many was- songs. That was one of the highlights of 2021 for me is uh, you discovering, at the very least, Ryman and Stillen. You Th- know? That song alone is just fucking yeah. amazing. I listen. Yeah. I know you listen to that now, and you think of me. You said that uh, mm-hmm. I, it's like helps you like enjoy it more, which is cool because it's always yeah. just a song you kind of like, listen to, maybe skipped or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I listened to uh, Brass Monkey the other day and thought of you. Um, oh, nice! And yeah. I was like, man, Brent and I got to jam out to this. So maybe Brass Monkey. Uh, is where it is or I don't remember actually like a whole lot of lyrics from Sabotage but that seems like it would be a fucking fun song to just scream into a microphone too so oh, yeah yeah that could be a lot of fun as well at a certain point you just scream why into the microphone yeah, you can and do people that will lose their goddamn minds yeah, right. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we could like like not roll into the bar dressed up but like right before a song we excuse ourselves and we come back we have fake mustaches over our beards and we have like the aviators on and like ties and we have like, you know, yellow shirts, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like we could make it work. Oh, absolutely. We could we could do a whole dress up thing. We got to get this OnlyFans karaoke <laughs> thing going. Make some money off this thing. Absolutely. You know? I think people will really pay to see us. I mean, we're not good singers. We don't look good. Um, no. We're not talented or smart or anything, but like zero charisma. People uh, yes, have said exactly. You might say that at my family reunions. I'm like, OK. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> but I think there's something there. I think we got a well, magic think, spark. I, yeah, I think people might uh-huh. witness it, not enjoy yeah. it, but witness it. We well, in our our it's not our Patreon. Our, our OnlyFans um, mm-hmm. is limited time. It's negative fifty cents. We will actually send you fifty cents, mm-hmm. uh, which costs us fifty cents to even send for a stamp. So like, it's a dollar for us. And um, yeah, but like, so we're we're making it work. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like a tip jar on different 
um, like Kickstarter campaigns yeah. or Patreons or whatever is like a dollar. We're losing one dollar. Yes. Just to put this up on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. if you pledge zero, we will match it with a dollar mm-hmm. that we give to you. So matter of fact, we should just change it from OnlyFans to Lonely Fans because because <laughs> <laughs> it's still only it's still only one of our wives. We don't know which one is subscribing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's me and a dress. It's just me and a dress. That's, that's all it is. Psycho style, but with uh-huh. your wife instead. Uh-huh. Okay, so if we're doing Wilson Phillips, are yeah. we dressing up Oh, as, as the women's? That's a good question. I was thinking, like, we could either do that or we could just dress as burly as possible. Oh, man, I like that, You know what too. I'm saying? We'll like, like, order yeah. a Jack Daniels and a Bud Light, please. And I feel like we start out super rough vocally uh-huh. but then as the song progresses we just <laughs> we get more and more falsetto i love this plan i know that there is pain hold on for one more day break free from the chain <laughs> then it turns into that phil collins song <laughs> they're like wait what it's a mashup wait, mashups on the shit Damn. All right. I don't know if we came up with a sync word in there, but let's do let's do lonely fans. Lonely fans. Yeah. Excellent. All right. <clears throat> so lonely fans to sync on three. Uh, you gonna count that in Italian or English? Oh boy. Oh spaghetti. <laughs> mm, spaghetti. 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 Uh, yeah, I can do it in uh, Italiano okay. here. Hell yeah, dude. All right. So on tray. Boy, and it's lonely this, fans. This, 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 yeah, lonely fans. This is taking up way too much brain power for me right now. You're like, I gotta read and say, I, I don't. Uh. Uh, my my brain should not be smoking this hard. Oh my at, god! At this point, you know, I feel like my the engine's overheating. Yeah, I need to add an additional fan on my brain. All right, so on on tray, uno, due, tre, lonely, lonely fans. Fan. Ooh man, good job. Oh my god! Right as you got to due, I was like, what was the word again? So yeah. just say something. You don't, don't fuck with Brent right now, man. You can't yeah, take no. it. Yeah, please. Thank you. Thank you for not. Someday somebody's going to make you want to turn around and say goodbye. Say goodbye. Until that day, baby. Are you going to let him hold you down and make you cry? Don't you know? Don't you know? Yeah. It's a chain.